Blog Talk Radio.
and it should not happen in this country. And I would say it if it was Obama. If I was sitting here right now and this was Obama, I'd say the same thing. So please don't get it twisted. This ain't got nothing to do with black, white to me. This got to do with right or wrong. And I'm just sitting back. I'm going to watch. Comes the point. Look at right here. Federal grand jury indicts seven Nixon's aide on charges of conspiracy on Watergate. You see what I'm saying? It's happening all over again. All I'm saying is this. I love this country. And at some point, you, you're going to have to pay the piper. You can't continue to deceive and lie to people. And we're seeing these people one by one go down. And guess where it's heading? Now, if I'm wrong, let's wait a couple months and see. I'll come back and say, you know what? I was wrong. But I don't think I am. And I was alive when, it, when we did, went through this with Nixon. I was alive. No one else on, on the Madden Voice was, but I was alive. I was a young lad, but I was alive. They preempted the Price is Right. When I was a little boy, I was watching the Price is Right. Okay? Dennis James, look it up. Before Bob Barker was Dennis James, and I'm watching the Price is Right. The next thing you know, they're covering Nixon. I'm like, why? Where's my Price is Right? This is some bull. This is some BS. Okay, so I remember this, and it just feels like we're repeating history. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. But tonight, we're going to talk, before I bring on my codes, we're going to really dig in deep and talk about fantasy football. It's going to be an interesting discussion because all four of us play against each other. But, you know, we're going to talk about kind of, you know, who to avoid, who to go for, tips, you know, strategies, and um, just some things that you guys might find helpful as you play in your fantasy football league. So we're going to talk about that. Go talk about Hard Knocks, although it does come on uh, in about an hour um, tonight, uh, the, third, the third show. So we, we're not going to talk about that because it'll be coming on. But, you know, I, I saw the first two episodes. I've got some thoughts. Uh, ESPN has announced that they will not air the national anthem before their televised football games. Now, in all honesty, they didn't always. So it's not a total departure, but it is a partial departure. So I'm curious what my co-hosts think, think about that. Um, Adrian Peterson, uh, top five back of all time, possibly. You know, when you get behind, I don't know, Jim Brown, Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith, um, you know, is Adrian Peterson in that conversation? Um, maybe, maybe not. Definitely top ten. Could be top five all time. Going to the Skins. They lost their rookie, super, uh, Phenom. He's gone for the year. So let's see. The new helmet rule is getting a lot of attention. What do we think about the helmet rule? And something I wanted to ask K-Star about that we didn't get to talk about, but I definitely want to get his take on Le'Veon Bell. They have not signed him to a long-term deal. What is, what is K-Star's thought about his superstar, arguably the best back in the league? Some say Gurley, some say Zeke, some say Bell, okay? It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting debate. So, I, you know, he's, he's arguably the best back in the league, arguably the best all-around back in the league. If you put pass receptions and run in, you know, he's, he's, he's a top back. Steelers don't want to pay him. They don't want to sign him to the long-term deal. I want K-Star. Talk to us about that, brother. What's going on with your Steelers, man? We got to hear it from the Steeler authority himself, K-Star. So we're going to do that tonight. And as I, as I mentioned, my co-host, let me not bring them on. I'm bringing them both on at the same time. I'm not sure what Dr. Train is, but, you know, brother's got a Ph.D., so, you know, that's a player hit his degree. Sometimes he runs a little late, so we'll get him on when we can. But we've got JB and K-Star on. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Let's get it on, fellas. Thank you. Yeah, what's, what's going on, fellas? Sign for the star. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, K-Star, yes, I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. There is a chance. I haven't, I haven't done it yet, 
But there's a chance I might be going to the Ravens-Steelers game in Baltimore. <laughs> really? Yeah, I might be going. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what colors you're going to be having on. And neither. Black. black. <laughs> I'm going in black. I ain't, I ain't going wearing neither. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to dress in black with a cowboy's cap on. I wish somebody say something. Call him big black, man. I'll knock you out. I wish you would. I wish you would. So, shoot. Hey, that's dope, though. I hope, hey, look, get it. I hope you get a chance to go. Yeah, That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm working on it, man. I, 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 I've got an opportunity to go, so I'm working on it. Hey, Dr. Train, welcome to the Madden Voice. What's going on, gentlemen? My apologies. Uh, but I'm here. Hey, you know what? You know, this is a man with 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 the PhD, you know, and, and, and making all that money. Now he's married too, so we, you know, I can't give him too much of a hard time. You know what I'm saying? I I just have to be blessed that he joined us. You know what I'm saying? So, fellas, before we get into talking fantasy, because that's going to be the focus of the night, and it's going to be easy stuff. And you know, I started thinking about the fact that we all play against each other, so how much deep do we want to get into it? Probably not all that deep. But I am curious about when we when we do the fantasy stuff, maybe some tips. Um, and then I, I pulled up a, a draft order, and I, let's let's pick it apart a little bit. Let's look at maybe the top five running back, that kind of thing, and what do we think? Okay, I actually had a debate last night with a guy, um, and he got the first pick in his draft, and I said, who are you going to get? And he goes, uh, Gurley or Bell? I said, what about Zeke? He goes, eh, nah. I said, what do you mean, eh, nah? I said, what do you mean, nah? He's like, eh, you know, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't view Zeke as a top back in the league. I said, really? He goes, well, he didn't have a good year last year. I said, do you follow football or do you, like, use the force? Because – he missed six games last year, and he still almost averaged 100 <laughs> yards a game. You know, exactly. I said, you know, I said, so what yeah, are you talking about? And I, and I said, I said, um, you know, of the of the, first of all, in the NFL, there's probably not a better offensive line. But let's just look at the top backs. None of them have the line the Cowboys have, and the fact that the Cowboys and I'm jumping way ahead, but the fact that the Cowboys wide receivers are marginal. We don't know, but we know there's no unproven. Right, so there's no De- uh, Dez, and there's no Witten. Witten. Okay, those are two. Mm-mm. Those are two. Even if you take sixty, Dez being sixty percent of what he was, he still had sixty nine catches last year. He still has the potential to make a play, and we know Witten was Mister Reliable. They're both gone. My point is, they're going to be relying on the running game even more. Zeke is talking about turning into a Marshall Falk. His words and studying Falk and adding routes to his route tree and being more of a weapon. Mm-hmm. Who the hell wouldn't consider Zeke with the number? I'm not saying take him, but for you to not even consider him? Danny That's says cool, to me, Hardy. Gentlemen, gentlemen I, y'all three have to hear this. My brethren, he says, oh, my league is hard. You wouldn't be able to handle my league. My league's really difficult. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I said all fantasy oh my. football leagues are difficult. I said all fantasy football leagues are difficult. All of them are yeah. because we're, we're dealing with the unknown. We don't know who's going to be injured. We don't know who's going to perform. We don't know who's going to get suspended from drug. Like, there's so much unknown. There's no such thing as an easy fantasy football league because from week to week, we just don't know. Am I wrong, guys? Right. Am I wrong? You are not wrong, especially the more folks you have. If you have maybe five or six, that's, that's different because you lose hey. somebody. There's going to be a plethora of folks out there, but it still doesn't make it easy. Think- if he got a 10-team league and he says it's difficult, I'm going to smack him. 
it's a 12 team league, which I said that's perfect. Then I'm, I think then I'm really going to smack them. Yeah, he's a new fool. Yeah. He's going to talk about. Yeah, he's talking about. Oh, but well, the point is, you know, don't come at me and say, you know, oh, my league's too hard. You wouldn't do well in it. You, you, what, huh? What? Man, I'm still stuck on the whole thing. Yeah. I'm still stuck on that whole league thing because, I mean, Zeke, I'll I tell you, I'll put it out there right now. Wouldn't surprise me if Zeke be a thousand yard rusher, thousand yard receiver. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. You heard it here first. Well, a thousand yard rusher, if he stays healthy, book it. Um, I, I agree with you on the receiver thing because, frankly, um, you know, we've talked about this over the years when we've debated with K Star and he talks about, um, the, you know, Bell's uh, catches out of the backfield. I'm like, well, that's their, that's, that's their game plan. You know, the Cowboys didn't have that game plan. But can Zeke do it? Yeah, he can do it. It's just not part of that game plan. Well, guess what? Might be a part of that game plan now. So, Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah, it better be. Mm-hmm. They spent two high draft picks. They lost too many receivers. You got to feature him more and get him in space. That's what a lot of the uh, Rams' success predicated off of was getting Gurley more receptions, um, so that he could get some open open area to run. I think if the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys would be smart to do that with Zeke. Personally, I, I agree. I, I agree. He's a great runner. Um, he's not a Barry Sanders style runner, but I think people feel like. You have to be this this quick change direction back to be able to be open in space. No, he's fast as hell and he's strong. <laughs> you know, and he's got vision. Ja- Don't forget the vision. Got vision. Bo Jackson wasn't uh, a Barry Sanders style runner, but put him out in space and watch what happened. He didn't run away from you or he ran over you. I mean, and and that's Zeke's kind of style. Now I don't know that Zeke is quite as strong as Bo was in his prime, but Zeke's a bull. So anyway, we'll get on all that. I'm, I'm digressing. I'm digressing. Let's start with um. Let's start with your with uh. You know what? I want I want to feature K Star. I want to feature K Star because I know K Star is having a bad day with all this Trump news over there. I know K Star sitting there saying, "Man, I can't, you know what the hell's going on? What's going on with this guy? You know, I I I've, I've supported him. I I like his policies. I think he's doing some really good things. And every time I turn around, another one of his stooges is getting. Indicted, getting plea bargain. What's going? So, Casey, I know you're having a bad day, so I'm going to give you a chance to have a good day. I want you to talk about your students. I want to talk about Lady on Bell. I will, I will, I will admit, Lady on Bell is a bad man. Okay, I will admit that he is a. I, my, I, we always talk about football integrity, right? By the way, I'm over your little your little insult on Twitter. I got over it. I just didn't like it. Don't don't insult me on Twitter no more, bro. Okay, we supposed to be brothers, man. I told you, you I love you, man. Twitter. I can't help this Twitter thing. Twitter's a cesspool, yeah, bro. I swear it brings Twitter. up the worst. I swear, I swear. I mean, honestly, I, I, I yo, like, um, don't get me wrong. I need to take responsibility and everything for how I act. But like, I swear on Twitter, it's like you get sucked into these, this this negative energy that's always like permeate permeates that that website. It's ridiculous. And uh, just remember who you're like talking to. Ninety-eight percent of yeah, everyone you talk to on Twitter, you don't know, but we know each other. So we should be talking on a different yeah, level. Yeah, right. We should be talking like brothers. You're right. I totally, agree. We ain't, I totally agree. Yeah, with we that. We ain't going to always agree, but that's okay. That's what life's no. all about. But anyway, I got over yeah. it. Yeah. I got over it. But yeah. talk I'm about your it. boy, man. Help me understand why are, 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 are is he gone? I mean, is it this year? Because he's still on the franchise tag, right? Correct. Um, so do you think they're going to sign him? 
or is this it? Like, do they think they've used him up with all his touches and, you know, after this year they're going to let him go? What, what are your thoughts on the Steelers and how they've handled Bell? Um, for me, personally, I don't really like it too much. Uh, so I get the idea, right? So running backs as a whole, um, there's a case to, to be had that, you know, running backs aren't as valuable as they once were, uh, that the money from salary cap standpoint is better spent elsewhere on receiver, on defensive pass rushers and quarterback, and you build your team that way, and you can supplement the running back position through specialists, through pass-catching players, um, and between the tackles guys, right, and, and kind of like how the Patriots, for instance, uh, do that, you know, so often with their running back uh, uh, that they change it out. But we talked about Le'Veon Bell. Um, so, I mean, when you, look at, when you look at Le'Veon Bell, you look at Todd Gurley, you look at Zeke, Zeke Elliott, I mean – for me, I think the, the rules kind of kind of change a bit. Um, simply because like those those guys elevate their offenses to, to the levels uh, that without you know when they're not in the lineup, there's a visible weakness in the game plan. I mean, for instance, we saw the Steelers in the AC Championship game against the Patriots a couple of years ago, and Le'Veon missed the whole game after the first series, and we we really just couldn't move the ball. We couldn't move the ball because let's face it, when the the thing was. Le'Veon is, he's so good in, in receiving the ball at the backfield that on first and second down, he's a very easy check down for Ben to put us in second and five, you know, third and four situations, keep the offense on track. And everyone knows that the Steelers are going to go to him in, in AB. Those are the top two targets. So the way the Steelers are handling Le'Veon, I'm not a fan of. Um, I think he he has a very good argument to, to suggest that he's not just a running back. You know, he's an offensive weapon. Um, because, you know, he's averaged about 80 receptions a year. Uh, his biggest, you know, one of his biggest, his biggest strength, arguably, is his receiving game. And what we saw with Todd Gurley shortly after Le'Veon uh, did not get signed was he got a massive extension from the Rams, and they paid him more money than what the Steelers were willing to pay Bell. So that he kind of reset the market, the Rams did with Gurley. And I think that going into next season, with the market being what it is, uh, as set by Gurley, I, I don't I don't remember the actual number of what Gurley's contract was. I know I think it was like seven million more than what um, the Steelers were offering Le'Veon per year, which is a lot over you know when you have that up for a few years. Um, I think that's probably his last season, and I think that's a mistake if it is. Uh, I'm holding out hope, but I I, I don't see it being probable at this point. The Steelers are going to get something done simply because the past three years he's been he's been franchised. Uh, Gurley again, what, what happened with the Gurley contract? And just the fact that the Steelers are looking to use up, use them up as much as they can, and squeeze out as many touches as they can before they have to let them go and walk in free agency. And I think that's a, that's a bad decision. Do either JB or Doctor Train like what the Steelers are doing? Do you guys see a Demarco Murray type? And and you know, Demarco Murray was a good, solid running back. He's not Le'Veon Bell, but. He was a very productive running back, particularly in Dallas. Do we see any comparisons to DeMarco Murray and maybe the Steelers are thinking there's diminishing returns here and for what what Bell is going to want, you know what, we're going to ride out this year and we have no problem letting them go and we'll go and get another guy for cheap that'll be very productive. Do, do any do either one of you guys think, K-Star has already said he don't agree with it, would either one of you guys feel like maybe the Steelers know something we don't know? Go ahead, oh, Choo Choo. 
my issue with the uh, Young Bill contract is, is <laughs> watch out, man. <laughs> my issue is uh, my issue is is pinholing is value is, is balling a position to a certain amount versus the value of the players to the team. The value of Le'Veon, of Le'Veon Bell to the Steelers is more than what you would pay any running back across the league because of how they use them and how they deploy them. Uh, I've had an issue with the way the contracts have been dealt with by positions for a long time because the minute the team decides for a quarterback is their franchise quarterback, oh, now it's time to make him the highest paid or close to utterly ridiculous, i.e. Andy Dalton, i.e. Um, Kaepernick, there are a few others. Jay Cutler. So, um, yeah, my issue with the Steelers is this dude is worth as much to your team as the other big two. It's your big three. It's part of your big three. You've been struggling to get back because you haven't had a one solid full season all the way through the playoffs where you got all three of these guys healthy. And here's another year that you can do that, but you don't want to at least get the guy another three to four years to finish out his career as a Steelers. It doesn't make sense. You don't have a defense. So I hope you can have is to have a better offense than anybody else. Okay. JB, anything? I'm not a fan of what they're doing. Um, I know it's it's not personal. It's just business. Um we talk about triplets. We talk about the Aikmans, the Emmons, the Irvins of, of the 90s, and, and this is kind of the, the triplets of, of right now. And to Train's point, you, you take care of your team. You take care of the people that have gotten you to the places that they've gotten you. Quite frankly, it should have never gotten to this point to begin with. He's a phenomenal back. Granted, he's had some suspensions. Granted, he's been injured, but you still pay the man what he's worth. And I don't think it's anything that's going to be salary cap busting, to be honest with you. I don't know all the ins and outs, but this should have been done a long time ago. Now, now, T, you did say, and, and, and I'm going to paraphrase, do, we, do they know something we don't know? And the one thing it makes me think of is, is this. Because of the rules and how open the game has become, the running back position, I don't want to say it's dime a dozen, so to speak, but it seems to me, just trying to read between the lines, if they can find someone that's just adequate without having to worry about the headaches, i.e. suspensions, it seems like they, they would go that route because that's a talent that you would sign long before now. Yeah, the only thing I'll add is um, – Assuming, and I and I, I look at the Des Bryant situation, 29 years old, um, I think still has a lot to offer and currently not on a team. And the, the debate, which I guess we could have here as well, but I don't really see why it would be a debate. Do you bring in Des Bryant with Josh Gordon coming back? And frankly, to me, I, I think it's ridiculous to even ask that question. Josh Gordon has missed 43 out of 48 games in four years. I, I, I don't understand why it's even a discussion. 
if you can get Dez, you bring Dez in because Josh Gordon is not reliable. Wish him the best. Hope he's, you know, I, I, I'm not wishing anything negative, but this is a business, right? So, so when we cut players, we say it's a business. When we trade players, we say it's a business. We're not paying Le'Veon Bell what he's worth. And mind you, he's worth every penny. I don't know what the Steelers are thinking. Unless they know something we don't know, the man should have got his money. JB's right on point. This should have been a done deal. This is a premier back in this league. You've got a premier wide receiver that hopefully has got, hopefully wide receivers' careers tend to go a little longer than running back. So um, I think um, Brown stinks 30. So he should have a couple few years at the top of his game. Um, ben, you know, maybe, maybe the beginning of the decline. I don't know, but at least another year or two at, at a very high level. So you, you've got some room, especially knowing over there in New England that Mr. Brady's 41 years old. And it's just a matter of time. Father time's undefeated. It's just a matter of time. Now, he's already exceeded many expectations, but just a matter of time. So you've got a window here to go and get something done, and you're going to mess around and not pay this man? I, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it at all. I don't get why the Browns are jacking around. I, don't, you know, I guess we'll see it on Hard Knocks does tonight. We're going to see the visit and all of that. And, but I guess they're, they're kind of waiting to see what's up with Josh Gordon. And I'm like, Why? Okay, again, put the emotional stuff aside. We all wish him well. First of all, we wish him well in life first, okay? Right. Because that's going to last a lot longer than football. And then secondly, if he has the ability to come back and be productive on the field, more power to him, great. But he hasn't done that yet. 43 out of 48 games he has missed. And you're going to say, I'd rather risk that than Des Bryant? Man, who, what? I think it's ridiculous. And, and, and again, maybe there's something out there about Dez that we don't know that these owners are sharing. Maybe there's, maybe the Steelers know something about Bell that we don't know. Maybe they're like, you know what? I don't want him here for three, four more years. Let's get in that franchise tag. I think we can get another year. Or, hey, let's watch him for another year. And then let's see if we want to sign him. I don't know that that's true. I'm speculating. And from where I'm sitting, and I think the four of us kind of agree, the man should get his money. The man should get his money. Period. That should the only be, thing, that, you know. The only, the only thing I can think of, what maybe a red flag to the Steelers, um, is that he had gotten busted before with marijuana with LeGarrette Blunt. Um, you know, and I know he had an issue that. with State before. So maybe that's something which they're considering. They think that if he were to get busted again with, uh, you know, weed or whatever, maybe he would be suspended for a season. I mean, he was suspended before. Oh, a couple games though, that happened. Man. Like what? Is yeah, he but the NFL. I'm not, you know, I agree. I'm just trying to speculate of possible reasons why maybe they're a little hesitant to, you know, do like a long-term deal or something. Um, uh, so long ago, you know, like, fantasy team. He was on my fantasy team when that happened. That's how long ago it was. Yeah. Yeah, so certainly yeah. a while ago, but I know the NFL remembers and they keep you know tabs on that. I think I, I'm not really sure what the NFL rules are on that personally. Um, I'm not sure if he would be like hit again if he were get caught again. If if you know that last incident would count against him and maybe he'd be suspended for half a year or what. But um, I, again, that's the only thing I could think of. Maybe was what it's holding them back. The other thing actually that it could be is just that they didn't have a really good number in mind for. 
or they maybe they were holding out hope for maybe a Gurley or Zeke to get a big deal or David Johnson to then kind of be like, okay, this is what the market set, and either we're going to go over or under um, and probably go a little under because that's just how the Steelers are. So I'm hoping it's the latter because that means there's hope for him to resign. I just don't see it, and that breaks my heart because whenever you let – in the rant, or in the Colts did this with Marshall Falk. Whenever you let a Hall of Fame back go that's still in their prime, uh, especially one that's a dual threat such as Le'Veon, um, you know, that's that's a net loss for your team. You know, when you have a big Ben AB and, and Le'Veon, you know, it's a threat every year. The Steelers have won 10 games the last five years. Uh, losing him would definitely be a loss, especially since he's still in the front of his career. Did he not sign his, um, his the, uh, whatchamacallit, the, the franchise tag? I know it's out there, but I don't recall that he's even signed it yet. No, not yet. He's just holding out. He, he's doing oh. the same thing he did last year. Where he signs it like the week before the season begins. Uh, well, that's, that's, well, well, let's keep an eye on this one. I know it's smoke and mirrors because I remember him saying early on, I think in the off season, that he wasn't going to play under another franchise tag. Well, here he is presented with another yeah. franchise tag. But I know, I know it's just talk because it's so far into the posturing into the future. Yeah, just right, right, right. 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 But it is curious to see what's going to happen between now and the start of the regular season. It's something obviously to keep an eye on. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I don't listen to all of that. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. You know, I mean, yeah. Dad yeah. didn't seem interested in playing for the Browns. Next thing you know, there he goes because ain't nobody else calling him. You know, now he's wishing right. he had taken that Baltimore deal. So you know, what I mean, I mean, come on. Yep. You know, it's just you're playing the business but, game. Yeah. But until he signs, he's not signed. So that's the interesting part of it. Right. Yep. So, all right. Um, any thoughts on Peterson to the skins? Good move? Bad move? He, you know, indifferent? And I noticed K-Star made a reference to a Hall of Fame back. I, I just want to kind of say, at, at 26, your boy ain't Hall of Fame yet. He certainly, you know, if he continues – to play at the level he's been playing at, absolutely. But let's 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 give it some time. You know, no, 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 no. I said Caliber. I know. I, I agree. Yeah, I, I said yeah, Caliber. There, I mean, you know, there's, there's 26 and he could, and there's 35 and he's going. Adrian Peterson's going to Hall of Fame. That's that's pretty easy. Um, yep. But do you think but the Steelers? Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, the Redskins. Good move, or you know, is is he is he all washed up and all done? They had nothing to lose. Right. No, yeah. I, mean, I don't have a problem with it. They needed running backs, and obviously he's got the pedigree. See how much he's got left in the gas tank. Now, see, guys, we had a talk last week about Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield, and we had a little disagreement on Tyrod and Baker and what could Tyrod show Baker. And I'm like, Tyrod really can't show Baker much. Baker's got more talent. Um, Tyrod may be able to, you know, they're, they're, well, we'll get into that because I want to talk about hard knocks in a minute, but, um, but this is definitely a case where there's a guy that can come in and show you something. This is definitely a case where we've got a hall of famer coming in. Um, and he could show these, these young running backs, how to practice, how to play, you know, how to give a hundred percent on every play. You know, this is definitely that. So if nothing else, just to bring this guy in, who's come back from every fucking possible injury you can think of to still be productive late in his career, had a 134-yard rushing game last year, you know, so still has it in him. Um, I would take him on the Cowboys just to just to help Zeke stay on the straight and narrow. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think this is 
definitely a case where it's an aging veteran that could bring, you know, Dwight Freeney when they brought him in a couple of teams. You know, there's certain guys that you could bring in and you their 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 leadership and their work ethic. And that to me, to me, that's what I want to see. We know Adrian Peterson's a workout warrior. We already know that. So for him to come in and show these guys, okay, let me show you how I work out. <laughs> let me show you. You want to get to this level? Let me show you how it's done. Oh, hell yeah. That alone is worth the price of signing him, even if he never gets on the field. <laughs> that alone is worth it. So I think, you know, as much as I hate the Redskins, um, a great move. A great move. I wish we, could, I wish we had win got him. But we don't have any. We, we got in front of us. But damn, I wish we would got him. Anyway, um, but since I referred to Hard Knocks, Let's jump on the hard knocks. Have any of you guys seen it? Because if you guys haven't seen it, then it's going to be a quick conversation. <laughs> I haven't I seen it. I'm actually going to binge. I'm going to binge watch it this week. I need to binge watch it this week because um, yeah, I, I've been money to watch it, but it's, yeah, that's going to happen this week. So I, I'm not. I haven't seen any of it yet. Okay. I, I, I haven't necessarily watched the full episode, but I saw a clip on NFL.com today that says, you know, what basically in the nutshell what led to Corey Coleman getting traded. And in the clip, they show uh, Corey Coleman in, in, in Hugh's office, and he tells him, he says, why am I running with second string? <laughs> he yeah. said, if y'all ain't going to play me, trade me. I was like, oh, shit, did you just talk to the coach like that? that you can do that? I said, yeah. oh, okay. I didn't really watch Hard Knocks. I said, this is uh, – well, let me, let me, yeah, that, it's kind of out of context, but yeah, that did happen. So, so you guys haven't seen it. I would recommend um, you guys checking it out um, if you can. I think um, if you don't have HBO, you might be able to catch on um, on um, on YouTube. You might be able to catch the episodes. Nah, it wouldn't be on Netflix, but it could be on YouTube. Um, it's not on Amazon Prime. They don't have Hard Knocks on there. They had um, All or Nothing which is kind of the same thing, but differently. I did watch that last for the Cowboys. They did, they did all or nothing for the Cowboys. That's really good. Um, so I would try YouTube and um, try to think where else. It could be Hulu, maybe Hulu. I have Hulu. I'll look because I actually have a subscription to Hulu. And if I see it on Hulu, I'll let you guys know. I used to like Hulu when it was free. Yeah, well, you know. Man, all that money you making, cut it out. But anyway. Um, ten dollars a month. Hey, look, man, LeBron, LeBron making a of money, but Pandora want to give him a free account. But you got a PhD, and he's stupid too. Okay, I don't see the relevance. Yeah. Anyway, so I'll give you my quick take, and then if you guys do get to check it out, let me know what you think. First and foremost, um, I stand by my Tyrod Taylor. On the field, can't really teach Baker Mayfield anything. Now, I will say this. His work ethic is higher than Mayfield's, and it definitely came out in, in Hard Knocks, and Hugh Jackson questioned Baker, and he's like, hey, uh, Baker's number six, Tyra's number five, and he's like, hey, I know this five's getting in early and studying. Why aren't you? And Baker was like, well, you know, he's got his routine, you know, well, how he does things. And then he was like, so where's your routine? You know, so I think on that level to teach you how to be a pro. Okay. I'll concede. Tyrod can certainly do that. I didn't realize that Tyrod had that in him because I'm still on why did Buffalo let him go? You know, I, I'm still on that. But so, but as far as like on the field, I, 
Yeah, I guess, but you know, yeah. took you to the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like this, you know, yeah. you guys, and not like y'all sniff the playoffs every year. It's, I mean, I was the one who defended the guy last week, and I still stand by it. I think there are things, there are always things we don't know as far as why teams let players go, but you know, some players have certain work ethic, certain work ethic, certain study habits that we don't necessarily get exposed to as fans or people that watch the game. And sometimes it transfer on the field, and sometimes they just don't have the, the talent to go with the work ethic. It's like you can bust your ass, but you're simply just not good enough. <laughs> that can actually happen. Um, I don't know that to be a complete case for Tyrod. It's just – Yeah, but but here's my problem. Gonna go I can't, direction. We can't speculate on what we don't know. We can speculate on what we do know. What we do know is the Bills mm-hmm. don't normally sniff the playoffs. And he led them to the playoffs, and then they they traded him. And you know we got a Super Bowl champion where they kept their backup quarterback that took them um, well finished the journey of getting them in the playoffs and then won the Super Bowl. And they kept him, and he's a backup, you know, on his second run with the team. But this guy who was the starter, you know what I mean? So it just it, and that's what we know. So we don't know why, but we know that they didn't date for whatever reason. Maybe it was money. Maybe we don't know what it was, but we do know if a team really wants you, they figure out a way to keep you. And they didn't. They didn't keep him. That's all I'm saying. Um, but I mean, yep, I'm gonna tell you my overall my overall perception of Houston of, of of not Houston of Cleveland after watching two episodes of Hard Knocks. I see. Why Q Jackson is one and thirty-one. <laughs> I see that Hugh Jackson. If I'm the general manager who's in it, Dorsey, I Hugh Jackson, I would fire him immediately, right now. I I I am. Listen, I've watched every hard knock since what? I think the Ravens might have been the first one back. 15, 16 years ago with Shannon Sharp and Ray Lewis. I think that was like the inaugural yeah, yeah, I think I think that was like the first one early 2000s. And uh, the Cowboys have been featured many te- You know, I've seen every one of them. I have never seen a coach, even, even watching All or Nothing, which is kind of like Hard Knocks, but it's Amazon Prime with Jason Garrett. And Jason Garrett gets the, to me – the worst rap in the NFL of being a player's coach and the clapper and, you know, all we see him doing on the sideline is clapping. He doesn't get anybody. I mean, it's all I hear Cowboy fans talking about. Well, you know what? Watch All or Nothing and watch a different Jason Garrett. He was, he was a completely different person than what they portray when we're watching the games. But Hugh Jackson? Yeah. I, I would fire him immediately. Um, I'll, give you, I'll give you two examples of why I would fire him. First thing is Todd Haley, and y'all know I have no love for Todd Haley. Spent some time in Dallas, spent some time in Pittsburgh. K-Star and I went back and forth on him. K-Star loved him and then came to hate him like I did because that's what happens with Todd Haley. (laughs) You start to love him and then give it time, you're going to end up hating him again. Okay, so now he's in Cleveland. But I will give Haley credit. Ego takes over. Right, but I'll give Haley credit. Haley went up there and said, hey, look, you know, we got guys sitting out of practice because – Coach's prerogative, I don't see nothing wrong with these guys. These guys need to be practicing. He said, where I come from, if you ain't hurt, you practice. 
And a couple other coaches chimed in and said, yeah, I agree. But Haley was the first one to bring it up. And Hugh Jackson's like, look, when I was sitting in your seat, I felt the exact same way. I'm sitting in this seat now. I feel differently. When it comes to the opening week on Sunday and these guys ain't available, what are you going to say? Because this injury or that injury. So if I could, if I could hold a guy out and improve his chances of being ready on opening day, that's what I'm going to do. That's my decision. I'm sitting in the seat. I stand by that decision. Now, you're 1-31 in 31 with that philosophy. Okay? You got guys coming. You got a guy. Granted, I got no love for Haley, but he's coming off a team that goes to the playoffs every year behind a coach that we all love. We all love uh, Mike Tomlin. And he's coming in saying, it's time to change the culture. We've got, there's another scene where Tyrod Taylor goes to Hugh Jackson and said, yo, these guys are running these drills and they're walking back. He's like, you got to take a video of this. And then in, in the meeting, show the video of these guys walking and tell them they can't be walking. Why the fuck does your guy that just came from Buffalo, oh, who just went to the playoffs, has to come and tell you that and you're the goddamn head coach? You got uh, Jarvis Landry, Anything who played for Miami, leading receiver in NFL last year, quiet as it's kept. He was it. Coming in saying, right, number one in catches, coming in, yelling at the receivers like, hey, you know, hey, I'm hurt too, just like you guys are. I'm sore too. But if you can walk and if you ain't really injured, you need to practice. You don't need to be sitting on the sideline in shorts. You didn't need to be getting treatment because you're hurt, or you need to be out there fucking practicing. I saw that. I saw that little. I saw that little soliloquy. That well, and Dez passionate. commented on it on on uh, Dez because one thing you said about Dez Bryant, Dez Bryant, he he played he played hard. He practiced. Hard. He brought it. Okay, you say a lot. Of, he brought he, it. He, he played. He that's right. Okay, so I'm sitting there like maybe maybe that's why Taylor. he ain't signed with the with, with Cleveland. Well, the word is Cleveland is cautious now because Josh Gordon's coming back. So that's the word. And But I, I think they're stupid. I think you go get this. But, hey, now I see why they're dysfunctional because I just gave you three examples of hard knocks where the discipline isn't coming from the head coach. Now, there were times where he said some things, you know, but you can't be part-time. I think he did it for the camera. I don't think it's who he is. So I see why the Browns are 1-31. I see it. And now with all that talent, I think they're not I, – I thought they could get six, eight wins this year. I thought they had a shot to sneak in. Maybe Pittsburgh's starting to decline a little bit. Maybe. We'll see. I know K-Star's going to tell me I'm wrong, but let's see. You know, I thought they could sneak in there and be competitive this year. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But Hugh Jackson is a joke. He's a joke. And I, and I feel sorry because we fought so hard to get African-Americans a chance to be – starting quarterbacks. We fought hard so that African-Americans can be head coaches. So I'm sitting here now degrading an African-American head coach, but I got to keep it real. I was not impressed. I was not impressed at all. I got to keep it real. If, if it was me and I'm sitting home and say I'm the president and I'm not there because I'm the president of the Browns and I'm doing my job and, you know, hey, it's training camp and I'm going to let the coaches do what they do and, I'll swing through once a week just to shake hands and kiss babies, but I pay you guys to, you know, go out in the field, so go do your thing. If I'm watching this, Hugh Jackson's fired. 
I'm calling John Dorsey. I'm like, tell, I'm going to give you one chance to convince me I shouldn't fire this guy for being soft. Being soft. You are in the AFC North. You are with Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati. And you think you're going to win by being soft? Two of those teams are the most physical teams in the NFL. There are no two teams more physical in the NFL than Pittsburgh and, and Baltimore. You can throw Jacksonville in there as being physical. I'll agree with that. Seattle at their best. They've been physical. They're teams. But two teams in the same division? Those are the two. And, and you're going to sit there and be soft? Yo, so, watch, so, watch it, guys. So you get a chance. Yes, sir. So, Tia, and I, I understand where you're coming from, and I don't, I don't necessarily disagree. I just wonder, and I, I haven't been really following the Browns like that, not too many people have. Um, I just wonder if his decision, when he says, now I'm in this, in this chair and I see it differently, I wonder is he, is he based that off the fact that he just had situations where he, he's practiced guys and these are his number ones, you know what I'm saying? These are the ones on the offense, ones on the defense. And then come regular season, they're not fully healthy to play because he's practiced them, you know, through the preseason and through through the training camps and you know the things of that nature. I, I when I hear that, that's what I that's why I feel like it's coming from. But I don't just see one in thirty one. So you got to do something. You got to get get some more durable players. You still got to push the talent, push the talent from the bottom up. Or I forget the way you push talent, but. Yeah. Um, Coaches, coach, you could, players, play. You, you could be right, Train. That could be his philosophy, and my response will be this. Tom Brady is 41 years old. The Patriots' second game of the season was just played. He played the whole first half. Oh, my God. Man. The entire first half. I was shocked. Yep. Yeah, bro. <laughs> okay. So, so do you want to be like the Patriots, or do you want to stay the Browns? That that that's you know Dak played a quarter and a half. I'm perfectly fine with it. Zeke hasn't played yet. Go get him in. I'm not worried about Zeke. I'm not worried about Zeke. Zeke will be fine. Um, Dak needs reps over in Dallas. Zeke Zeke's gonna be fine. Mr. Dan but, almost played. Was that? And Mr. Bisky almost played a half. That's what I'm saying. Like, who do you want to be? Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. There, there there's a balance between. Injuries and but you know I think Shannon Sharp said it best, you know and and maybe we can segue into the the helmet rule here. But Shannon Sharp said it best. Shannon's growing on me. I'm really liking Shannon Sharp. Um, but he said it best. He's like, funny, man. Oh, he is funny. But he said, look, he said, <laughs> you know they're trying to regulate the NFL to where there's no injuries. It's never gonna happen. You've got 250, 300 pound men running 20 miles an hour at each other with a 10 yard gap and hitting each other full force. It's going to hurt. <laughs> and there's going to be injuries. And I don't care how you position your head, your helmet, this and that. This is a violent sport, period. And there's no way to change that. And he was he's so right. You know, he, he's so right. I, I, I will, well, I'm done with the Browns. I'm going to see how it is tonight and see if Hugh Jackson, um, it meant, you know, changes anything. I, 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 I don't doubt he will, and I don't have much optimism for the long term under his leadership that the Browns are going anywhere. They go out and get themselves a, a, a you know, a coach that's got a little discipline in them. I think they could make some noise. What do you guys think about right. the helmet rule? I know that um, 
you guys got to know that, you know, that, uh, apparently there's a lot of concern that it's really watering down the league. And some of the calls has been 51 calls so far. And some of them, some of them penalties I've seen, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it at all. But, Train, I'll start with you. You've, you've always been a guy that appreciates a good defense. What are your thoughts on the new rule with the, the helmet? If they stay on the track at which they are going now this preseason, they are going to destroy this football. And I, I, I understand what they are trying to do. I just think the game is too fast for you to call it correctly. I've watched teams playing against my team get a bad call. I watched players on my team get a bad call with this helmet thing, and I watched other teams just get bad calls. It's like the, the game is moving too fast for you to call it correctly. It, it just is. And out of those fifty-one, I don't know. They may be they may be fifty percent correct. I don't think that's a good number. Because it's a huge, it's a huge blow to the defense uh, when they've actually played a good, a good series of downs to get the offense off the field. And here we go, we got a we got a helmet hit, or it's a killer for the offense. And and on a lot of them, you see that it's the offensive player lowering his head first, and the defensive player going in with a shoulder. Like you can't. You can't call that. I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand how they're gonna. How they're gonna figure. I am hoping. I am hoping that this is just preseason. That these refs can watch the calls that they've made, and that they can make some adjustments during regular season. I don't see the rule going away. I'm sorry. It's on the lines of safety. They're not pulling that rule. People are saying pull it. I'm like no. It's in the lines of safety. They're not pulling any rule that has something to do with safety. It's going to be there. It's just a matter of what, what can they do to properly enforce it. And I, I find that to be very difficult with what I've seen thus far. Okay. JB, any thoughts? Anything different than what Train says? Well, the only thing I can commend them on is trying to iron this all out during the preseason. I feel like, to a certain extent, this is along the same lines of the whole protest issue that's been going on. Can't really seem to define it correctly. Can't seem to approach it from the proper perspective. It's going to be one of those things that continues to go back and forth. But outside of that, I don't really have anything different from what Train says. I think it's it's a game that's going to be violent. It's going to be physical. They're, They're tackling with form tackles and still getting called. So, Obviously, there's more work that needs to be done. They need to figure out what's going to be the appropriate way to call it and then be consistent once they've figured it out. Okay. Uh, K-Star, anything different? No, nah, man. Just whenever you add subjectivity to the game and make it to where 15-yard infractions, you really have an opportunity to affect games in a very negative manner and way. Um, and potentially influence playoff seasons and teams and possibly even Super Bowl winners. And that's a very scary thing, man. Um, we need less, we need more, objecti- more objectivity, less subjectivity. We already had the catch rule be a disaster for God knows how many years. It just seems like a mistake. 
understand they want people to be healthy, but um, the, the health of the game also is the legitimacy of the game, and that's something they need to consider because it's at stake if they don't get this right. Yeah, I think we're all pretty yeah. much in unison. I'll, I'll say this, um, and I, I like Jay's point about at least they're trying to do this in preseason, so there's no real, you know, we're not talking regular season playoffs just yet. But, you know, as a guy who played football, I know some of you guys played football. We all watched the game. You know, you're taught from a very young age to lower your head, drive your shoulder, and hit, okay? Um, you know, that's how you're taught. And to take someone who's 28, 29 years old, been playing football 20 years, and now say, oh, by the way, the helmet is not a weapon. It's now only for protection. Um, it's hard because when the running back's coming at you and you're a defensive player, he lowers his head. So what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, there's some instinctive things that I don't know that they're taking care of. I commend them for trying to do something with health and concussions. But at the same time, you know, these guys are making – you know, veteran minimum is what eight hundred thousand a million for one year. Veteran minimum. You know, you know. So, so you get into the NFL and you get a rookie contract. You're, you're going to see two, three million dollars. Okay. Now, maybe for sports salaries, that's not a lot of money, but for the average Joe, that's a lot of money. Okay. If you make forty thousand dollars a year for twenty-five years, that's a million dollars. Okay, so, you know, so a guy that's 22 years old by 25 has made three, four million dollars. I didn't have three or four million dollars by 24, 25. I'm going to go on record and say none of us on this call had that kind of money by 24, 25. So there's a reason that you make so much money is there's a risk. There's a risk involved. Okay, and some of the risk you can control and some of it you can't. But this is the profession you chose. You have a chance to make literally tens of millions and to the exceptional ones, hundreds of millions of dollars between your contract and your endorsements and then all the off-field opportunities that you get. And guess what? You know, look at Ray Lewis. Look at, look at the money he's made and the money he'll probably make. And he was a guy laying those hits for 15 years. Okay? So, I, I, you know, for me, part of it is, you chose this career, this profession at whatever age, you know, 12, 13, 14, you were good in high school. Wow, I think I'm pretty good at this. Let me, let me see. Oh, got a scholarship to college. I went to Nebraska and I played pretty good. And I think I want to go into the NFL. I think I have the talent. I was player of the year in my conference and third team All-American. And I think I can do this. And, oh, you know, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars like me and I'm, on, and I'm in the NFL. All right, congratulations. Now there's a risk. Every time you step on the field, you could lose your life. Every time you step on the field, you could end up with a concussion. You could, you know, that's the risk. No different to me than a law enforcement officer. Um, they know their risk, right? Military people, they know their risk, right? This is your risk. And guess what? You're making more than all of them people. So let's just play football. Let's just play football, Okay. As long as no one's doing anything dirty, you know, we know that guy in Cincinnati, Burfleck, Burfleck, whatever his name is, you know, he's done some dirty hits, and there's other players that do some dirty hits. Okay, we need to make sure that that's not involved in the game. As long as everybody's playing honest and straight up, hey, we understand there's going to be injuries, but let's work to try to make them to a minimum, but let's not make this flag football, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? This is tackle football, baby. That's what this is. You know, this is the NFL. This ain't for babies. You know, it's a grown man's game. 
So let's not overdo it. Let's not swing that pendulum so far back that you go in and make a clean hit on a quarterback and it's a penalty. A clean hit and it's a penalty. Come on now. Come on now. All right, I've said my piece. Uh, JB, ESPN will no longer air any national anthems. Now, let's be honest, they didn't always air them, but they, they, they used to air some, depending on the game and the timing. Now they're saying they're not going to oh, air any. Look at. I'm sorry? Oh, sorry, Steve. Was it? Oh, okay. Um, he was talking to his wife, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, JB, um, <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on ESPN not airing the national anthem? Smart or stupid? JB, are we muted? Uh-huh. JB, it's a lot to say. I'm here. I'm here. Uh, I was saying that. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Um, yeah. yeah. Yes, I'm here. I am here. I was saying that I I agree with it. I think it's a good idea. I'm not surprised by it simply because they don't want to feed into any more of the rhetoric that's going on. They're trying to be as unbiased as possible. So, um, honestly, I'm not surprised by it one bit. Um, especially when we have a president that's been so divisive about it. Why add more fuel to the fire? Let's not give folks more reason to question who's coming out and who's not coming out. So I'm I'm fine with that, to be honest with you. Okay. Do either one of you guys feel differently? I, I don't I don't care either way. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, well, I, I, I honestly, um, I, I, I think you almost invite more attention to the fact that you're not going to air it. I think if all the networks got together and sat down, ESPN, Fox, CBS, uh, I don't know if ABC's showing sports now. I think football, I think it's just ESPN for that whole Disney thing. So if all the the you know, direct TV, so if everyone got together, okay, and they said to the NFL, look, here's the solution. You want to fix this? We're not gonna we're not gonna televise it. Let's let's let our affiliates know we're not televising the anthem, okay? So the players can stand, they can sit, they can crochet. We don't care. We're we're no longer going to televise the national anthem, okay? So that means no matter where you go, no matter what channel you turn on. Local CBS, national CBS, um, you know, direct TV, NFL Network, Red Zone Channel, whatever. It don't matter. You're not going to see it. You want to see it? Come to the stadium. Only the people in the stadium are going to know. That would be an interesting. That would be an interesting position to take. I think for one network to do it, and of course, the worldwide leader in sports, ESPN, literally ten minutes from where I live. Um, I I don't think that's a smart decision to make. I think you are not setting yourself up to be the bad guy. And once again, we're diverting from the issue again. Now the issue is, oh, ESPN, blah, blah, blah. Now ESPN, you know, now we're getting even farther away from the social injustice protest that was supposed to be the whole point of this. So frankly, I wish they hadn't done it unless it was done jointly. Everybody got together and said, here's what we're going to do. And honestly, I would have been okay with that. Totally honest with you. I would say, okay, cool, don't show it. <laughs> but for one network to do it, yeah, I don't I don't think that was a smart move. I don't think that was a good look. 
and I'm sticking to it. Do you think it's going to be a domino effect? Nope. I don't see the purpose. I mean, so uh, real quick, I just want to add, because I think actually it's a pretty pretty interesting point. Um, So when you think about it from the lens of, okay, well, if you're going to quote-unquote censor it, you run the risk of beat writers or maybe another network covering it and monetizing that, right? Because let's be honest, it's been like a three-year discussion. There's obviously interest for it to sustain itself for three years. Um, if ESPN zigs, NBC might zag and, and monetize it. If it's coordinated, you know, it could be a thing where maybe local news covers it, but I think that you'll still have the beat reporters on Twitter and everything. And so I think either way, there's still going to be interest regardless. And it might be one of those things where um, when you censor it, it actually becomes bigger and stronger and festers. Right. Like, you know, in many ways. So I think that's really a really interesting take, and I didn't really think of it from that lens. That's pretty – yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's ever going to go away um, because of it. Yeah. Right. So thank you. Um, That's why I'm the omniscient one. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. So, um, okay, I think we covered the main topics. Helmet rule, AP, bell. Uh, yeah. All right. So, well, first of all, let's just go around the horn and see. I'm going to start with um, K-Star. You know, let's talk a little fantasy football here. Um, and just, you know, first thing I want to do is, let's, if you guys have any tips, talk about that. And then I'm going to look at some mock rankings and get your feedback. We kind of talked a little bit about running backs. We're going to pick up on that and um, some feedback. But just in general, you know, now now we know that there's different types of leagues and certainly strategy um, is dependent on the type of league you're in, okay? So I get that. Everyone on this call gets that. And for anyone out there listening that's in a league, we understand that. So we can't we, – we're not going to get specific with, well, if you're in this type of league, that's going to take too long, and that's really not what we're trying to do. But in general – having played in different types of leagues, most of us have, you know, train called me the other day. I almost fainted because he, he, you know, called, he called me on Sunday and I'm like, Oh my God, uh, what's going on? Something's wrong. Cause train's calling me. Um, <laughs> but we were just trying to schedule, you know, get our fantasy football stuff together for the league that we're in. And, um, but he told me he had four drafts. So he's in four leagues, you know, so all of us are in at least two leagues that I know trains in four. So we've played in different, type of leagues okay let's let's not spend time on this league versus that you know that's not for tonight okay maybe in the future if we really want to dig deep into this fantasy thing we can do that in general i would like in case i'm gonna start with you what would you say to someone who's sitting back and saying i want to get into this fantasy thing i don't know a lot about it but i think i'm going to join a league if you ask me what kind of league it is, I don't even think I could tell you, but we're doing a draft on Sunday. I've, I've really got no idea what I'm doing. Give me a tip. Give me some insight. Help me out here. Um, sight unseen. You don't know crap about what I'm doing. What would you suggest to the novice that's getting involved for the first time and doesn't know shit from Shinola? What do you think, K-Star? <laughs> um, one thing I think every – player seasoned or new that can take away is I would advise staying away and you would think this is a common sense thing but it's not stay away from from guys that are injured going into the season like fantasy football it's tough enough 
um, we are we're going off incomplete information and smoke and mirrors given to us by Coach Speak, by what we see from players on a week-to-week level. The one thing you can do at least to not make that even more complicated in an effort uh, is drafting an injured player specifically early. Um, there are quite a few actually going into the year that's injured, and there always is. And I, I would just say uh, I would look to avoid them, let other people deal with that headache. You could think of Odell Beckham last season who had – uh, injury going into the year, and actually it cost him the season uh, around week three or four um, eventually, and there's a million other citations you can look at. But make it easier on yourself. Don't overcomplicate it, and one way of doing that is stay away from the guys that are injured and let other people consume that headache. Okay, that's a good tip. See, I like that. All right, uh, Dr. Train, let me go over to you. A tip that you would have for the novice joining playing fantasy football first time they call you up. They say, Dr. Train, we understand you got a Ph.D. You're brilliant. Man, help us out here. I, I don't know crap about fantasy football. Give me a tip. What do you got? Man, I ain't telling you fools nothing. I'm trying to win a championship. <laughs> if you figure it out. I had to. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> no, but um, – but seriously, at least let me ask: Does does this person at least watch football? <laughs> yeah, let's assume they watch football. Let's assume they watch football. Um, I, I like I like K Star's tip. I would just say, uh, just adding on the end of his is it that? Yeah, you stay away from injured players, but remember, it's about how you finish the league and not necessarily how you start. Um, so a couple of things that I've seen, um, a couple of things that, that, I, that I would mention as tip is definitely pay attention to the scoring of your league. Your scoring should definitely help you understand, uh, what position you should draft strong is at. And, uh, also, um, stay on that free agency wire like it's, your everyday sitcom, sitcom. Like, <laughs> be on it and try to have kind of at least two-week projection because the minute, by the time the player hits the field and he's put up the stats and then he's the man, it's too late. So you got to have, you got to try to have that, have that projection so that you can get the guy early. Um, I'm trying to think I did it one year. It worked for me, even though I still didn't win nothing. I think it was, uh, I believe I picked up Tyler Eifer. He didn't even get drafted. And I just, I, I picked him up because I, I didn't have much at tight end. And he went on to tear it up for the season. Um, and this happened to me for some other players before. But, yeah, stay on that, stay on that, 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 that waiver wire and those free agents because I've seen a guy win or win the championship in our league just by doing that because he drafted so horribly. <laughs> okay. Um, JB, you got anything to add? Man, y'all just made me take everything I was thinking about, especially that free agency wire. <laughs> um, the only thing I could think of, and I'm not sure how possible it is given that the person's a novice, but uh, I would go after folks that are in a contract year and stay away from folks that are in the first year of a contract. Oh, man, that is a good one. That is a good one. 
Okay. Okay. Um, so I, I have a couple. Um, first thing for me is whatever league you're in, pay attention to how points are scored. And then consider touches for points. So if a touchdown is six points, no matter who scores it, then think about who gets a lot of touches in the game, right? So quarterback gets a lot of touches, running back gets a lot of touches, right? So if all touchdowns are six points, then you want to make sure you go out and get yourself, you know, a a quarterback. And I'll tell you, I've won two championships and both were Drew Brees. Why? Well, Drew Brees is thrown for 4,300 yards and 30 touchdowns for 10 years straight. Now, there's only one Drew Brees, but keep that in mind because that Drew Brees, that, that, that high-production quarterback is going to be important, particularly if you're looking like, okay, my first pick, my second pick, you know, you want to you wanna look in that direction and then look at your running backs because the running back, your running backs are going to get the bulk of the touches in a game. So, you know, I I am from the I am from the belief that you never can have too many running backs. I don't care how your league is structured, I don't care how it's designed, you never can have too many running backs. One, they're they're going to get most of the touches and two they're going to get a lot of the injuries because they're getting most of the touches. You find yourself starting off the year with five running backs by week 4, you've got two. <laughs> and you're doing what these guys just said and you're looking at the waiver wire trying to figure out who's next. Okay. The other thing I would say is pay attention to injuries and think about, you know, who has been prone to injuries and who's their backup. You know, who's coming off, you know, a a serious injury and they're coming back in and they're a top player and who's their backup. You may want to go grab that backup. That backup may get some time. (laughs) You know, you may want to be prepared. I can't remember. I did that. I did that one year and I got a guy, um, I got a guy early because I had a feeling that the starter was going to get hurt. And when everybody went to get him, he was gone. Cause I went and got him because I just, something said, man, he's just injury prone. I'm about to go get this mism-sism. I'm about to go get his backup. And sure enough. And all the waiver was like, Oh, you got to go get blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I got him already. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> so, um, um, yeah, I think that would be, those would be my, my main, my main tips. Um, don't be afraid to take a chance. You know, you've got about roughly 13 weeks before you get into the playoffs, roughly 12, 13 weeks. You know, don't be don't be ashamed to take a chance on a guy. Don't be ashamed to take a risk. You know, it's okay. You'd be surprised. One year I took a risk on Miles Austin. Cowboys fan. That happened to be the year Miles Austin became super miles. (laughs) And I took a shot. I remember somebody, it might even have been trained, was like, damn, that Miles Austin pickle was a good one, T. Yep. You know, so game I mean, game. yeah, man, you know, sometimes it's okay to, it's okay to take a chance on somebody. I think Jay's point is phenomenal. We know that guys in their last year are playing hard and guys in their first year of a new contract have already made their money. Um, and unless it's a potential hall of famer, they're probably not putting their foot to the metal. They don't already got paid. So keep that in mind. Unless it's a, you know, unless it's an Adrian Peterson or somebody who just, they only know one way to play the game. You know, Larry Fitzgerald, these types of guys. I think that 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 is a phenomenal su- suggestion for everyone to keep in mind. Um, okay. Um, let's look at – let's look at uh, – so I went to hey, plenty of sites. Huh? Hey, T. Yeah, one, come on. One last thing. Just, just one come last on. – one, one on. last tip. Uh, 
and I really hope they pay attention to this one. If you are a fan of a team, I understand. You're very close to that team. You watch the players. Please drop off your homer hat at the door of the fantasy football draft before you walk in. Please <laughs> drop your homer hat off because you don't need it. You I'm will lose. <laughs> <laughs> it does not lead to win. It leads to loss. Drop it off at the door. <laughs> I was talking about that. I, 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 resemble, I resemble that remark. I'm just saying. Because um, every like your face. is first round traffic. Yes, I don't like your face. But, um, you, know, you, know, you know, I've been guilty of that. And I'll tell you what happens. I'll tell you why it happens. It happens when you don't know who to draft. And you find yourself in a deep league with like 14 teams, 16 teams. And by fifth, sixth round, you're struggling. All Everybody of any quality is gone. You're going third, fourth on the depth chart. And then guess what? You know your team. <laughs> so it's like, damn, I know my fifth wide receiver. You know, yeah, you've been following him. Dude ain't played one game ever. <laughs> He's in his third year, and he only plays special. But you just know this is going to be his breakout year. As much as I hate to say it, train is right. Um. You know, it, 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 it's okay to a point. You know, I'm a Cowboy fan. Zeke is, the, Zeke is the truth. He should be up there. But I would go after Zeke if I wasn't a Cowboy fan. I've had Bell on my team in the past. You know what I mean? So, so he's absolutely right. If you play with your heart, you will probably lose. Um, you know, it, it, it's very likely that you will be loading your team up with your own players and you'll feel really good about it. And then by week four, you're on four. <laughs> so that was actually a pretty good one, Trent. I got to give you that, man. Sucker. But anyway. Um, all right. So let me ask you guys this. Um, number one pick, barring all, period. Um, and I don't know draft orders. So, so if any of you have the number one pick in a draft we're in, I don't know this. So I'm not. I'm not, I'm not asking you to disclose anything, but who do you think should be the number one pick, period, for all the people out there with the first pick in their draft? Let's keep keepers out of it because we know keepers could affect it. Um, let's just assume they're in a league with no keepers. Number one pick, JB, we'll start with you since you, you were last on the first go-around. We'll start with you. Who's your number one pick, JP, JB, this year going into uh, fantasy football? Well, it's funny that you mentioned Drew Brees because that's probably the one that I would go after, to be honest with you. Um, Ashley? Screw it. Yeah, I, did, I would go after Drew Brees because of that consistency. Once you said 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns each year of the last 10 years, that's guaranteed consistency. Now, granted, quarterback position is almost dime a dozen now just because of the, the amount of talent and the rules and whatnot, but there's something to be said about that level of consistency. Okay. K Star, number one. Like I know like I don't already know what he's gonna say. Go ahead, K Star. <laughs> I don't think you go wrong. Uh, if you're playing um PPR standard I, either way, I don't think you can go wrong with either one of the three. Really one of the four. You can make a case for all four. Uh Gurley, Bell, Zeke or David Johnson. Um you know, Bell has been doing it the longest of all the group. Gurley was the best last year. Uh, Zeke, I, I would I, I'd say there's a really good argument for Zeke in a standard league. Um, 
And, you know, PPR, David, you can't go wrong with David Johnson. That guy's a receiving machine. He had a thousand yards receiving a couple of years ago and also just a stud. Uh, but if I had to pick, you know, I would still take Bell. Um, no, really? There. Man, it's not even like a Steelers thing, bro. It's it's like every year he's just, you know, you know what you're getting from Le'Veon. He's always going to get you at least 100 total yards. Let's uh, be clear. It's a Steelers thing. He's consistent. It's a Steelers thing. Let's be clear. It, he just happens I, to be. Does anyone think I'm you out can of defend line? it because he's a phenom, but it's a Steelers thing. Come on, bro. Let's be clear. Uh, if you factor in the potential, I guess, of him not actually signing, then probably Gurley. Uh, I think he's going to sign, so I don't really consider it. Maybe that's the homer in me. But um, in all honesty, yeah, if you consider if, – if you take in the factor that I guess there's a chance that Le'Veon might have some rust like he did bare beginning of last year since he waited a whole week before the season began and started out slow, uh, then I definitely think that, you know, Gurley uh, would make a ton of sense given that offense uh, that they're in and, and – how productive he was last season. And just as an athlete, he's incredible. Okay. Jane, you're up. Who's your number one pick overall? That is a good question. So, first of all, I want to take a running back. I don't care what anybody says. Um, yeah, I agree. That's first and foremost. So, I agree with K-Star in the fact that I would look at those top four. But when I break down those top four, um, David Johnson just came back off injury. Coaching, the coaching staff has changed. Um, You don't know what you're going to get from the quarterback position. Yes, you still have Larry Fitzgerald. John Brown is no longer there. So a lot could run through David Johnson. Like I said, he just came back off injury. You look at Todd Gurley, you know he's the man, but according to uh, uh, little big brother Jay's rule, he just got paid. Uh, that doesn't mean Todd Gurley not gonna put that output in. I, I think he's a he's a big he's a bigger man than that. He gonna he gonna get his he gonna get his game on, and a lot of the offense will run through run through the Rams. So I will I would put him up there as probably one of my top two to go after. You have Le'Veon Bell, the contract situation just doesn't sit well with me. And the Steelers have been so wishy-washy. Yes, this dude is on the field, he's a beast, but he also has, you know, somewhat of an injury history. So when will Le'Veon Bell go out on you? I hope not towards the end of the season when you need him for the playoffs. That would suck. Uh, And then you got Zeke. No Dez, no Witten. I mean, T, you described it earlier. That was like it's a perfect scenario as to why you should pick a certain certain running back because uh, he will get a lot of the touches. Uh, would durability be a concern? I don't. I don't see it. I, uh, he hasn't had an injury, and had he hasn't been out to the injury much since he's been playing. It's really due to suspension. You know, keep his hands off the women, he'd be all right. But um. I think this year, if I took a top back, um, man, I feel like I'm in the draft room right now. So let me say, I'm just wondering about all of what you said. Have you picked the top overall pick yet? (laughs) You said a lot, but I'm not sure I thought who your number one overall pick (laughs) is. That was the original question. (laughs) Just saying. Well, it's, it's. 
it's come it it it, would, it to me it would come down between Zeke and Ty Gurley. Okay. That would be that, okay. that that would that would, that's what it would come down to me for me. Okay. Hey, okay. Hey, real 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 quick, just just to make it super simple, just to clarify my state my position. Standard league, I would take Zeke Elliott first overall. Half point PPR, I would take Todd Gurley. Full point PPR, I would take Le'Veon Bell. That's the formula. Oh Jesus Christ! Here we go. Here we go, Mister <laughs> Mister. I, I I I can't I can't make one decision, so I'm gonna I'm gonna qualify my decision, so I can't be wrong. Okay, thank you, K Star. Thank you, K Star. You're welcome. Um, You're welcome. So so for me, I will give two answers. One based off of loyalty and one just based off of who I would take. My loyalty is Drew Brees. He won me two championships in two different leagues. And he is fantasy-wise, fantasy-wise, the most consistent quarterback of all time, fantasy-wise. You cannot go wrong with his production fantasy-wise. So my loyalty in my heart would say, Right now, if I'm in a draft and I'm starting over in a new league and I have the number one pick, as much as I love Ezekiel Elliott and he's the future, for today, this year, I'm trying to win right now, I'm going with I don't see any reason that um, Drew Brees isn't going to have another four to 5,000 y- yard. Remember, this is a guy who's passed for 5,000 yards multiple times and no other quarterback has done it more than once. Um, so I see no reason for that to stop just yet. I think he's 38, 39, something like that. I'd go with Drew Brees. Now, take all my history out of it, and I'm just joining. Um, I'm going with Zeke for the reasons I said earlier. I just think knowing football and looking at Gurley, looking at Bell, looking at Zeke, and okay, I'll throw David Johnson in there um, since so many people feel that he's on the same level. I think he's close, but I, I just think these other three guys – are, are just a notch above, but Johnson's close. He's close. I, I don't have a problem. I, I, I wouldn't argue it strain, strenuously. I don't feel I'm not, it's not like it's, you know, it's not like, I don't know, someone saying Cam Newton's going to the Hall of Fame. Okay, that's ridiculous. Um, you know, David Johnson in that discussion is reasonable. There's a reasonable argument shade. for that. So I wouldn't fight that. Um, Throw that shade. But. Yeah, well, you know, because I can. Um, but <laughs> I think because of the Cowboys situation, and yes, there is a there, this is a case where knowing a team kind of helps, and this is a case where I'm sitting there saying, you know, I think DeMarco Murray's single-season rushing record is in trouble. I think that they don't have – I mean, I think Michael Gallup, has got, he's got some hands. I've seen him make some catches. I think Hearns is going to be solid. I think they're going to have a solid – I haven't seen Austin yet because he hasn't played in a preseason game just yet. I haven't seen Cole Beasley yet. But there's no Odell Beckham. There's no, you know what I mean? There's no Dez at his peak. Or, so they're really going to be relying on Zeke um, and that offensive line. And I think because of that and Zeke having something to prove, because Zeke's going to be looking for some money soon, like probably at the end of this season. He's at the end of his third year of a four-year contract. He goes in and busts 18,000, I mean, 1,800, 2,000 yards rushing, throwing another 500 from scrimmage receiving. He's looking to get paid. And we just talked about that, right? A guy near the end of his contract looking to get paid. I think he's going to be hungry. He's coming off of last year with all the crap he went through last year. I just think on top of everything else, that's going to elevate him. He's He's got a little bit more vinegar in his tank right now 
and he's going to come out with a vengeance. So I would, uh, for me, Zeke overall would be the guy that I have to have. I was shocked last night where dude just brushed it off. He had no Zeke. I'm like, okay, you don't know football. <laughs> you just don't know football. Damn, so, um, so I'm a homer for Southern Le'Veon, but, you know, you're not a homer for saying Zeke. I'm All absolutely right. a homer for saying Zeke. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, you're the man. All right. Absolutely. 100% homer. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Um, oh, oh, on that note, let me, let me, let me, let me, just, let me address something real quick. And then, yeah, oh, because we can. Um, let me just address something. So last week on the Madden Voice TMV, Commissioner T was very upset and talked about his allegiance to the Dallas Cowboys, and it was on the fence. And I've had a lot of time to think about it. And so, so here's what I've researched and discovered that. So apparently Dak Prescott in 2016, when he took over the team and Tony Romo was injured, was asked about his stance um, after Colin Kaepernick kneeled. And Dak said, well, I choose to stand. Um, In 2017, he was asked again, uh, what is your position? You are now the official leader of this team. Tony Romo is gone. It's your team. What is your position? I choose to stand. Um, This year he was asked the same question. However, this time, it was it was right after Jerry Jones comes out and and slaps his edict that everyone will stand. Um, no cowboy has kneeled for the national anthem. I want to note that there is no record of a cowboy ever kneeling for the national anthem. So why Jerry Jones felt the need to make that statement, I don't know, because there is no cowboy that has kneeled for the national anthem. So it is my understanding that De- De- Dez, I mean Dak was just reiterating his stance. So it made me feel a little bit better. What I still don't like is the fact that he felt the need to say that this is not the place to take a knee. I did also find out that he did also later on say, I don't have a problem with those who take a knee. I understand the issue. I support the issue. I just wouldn't do it. So with that further clarification, I'm okay. I'm not great. I still think Jerry Jones should shut his mouth, period, because no one on the Cowboys has kneeled. So I think he should shut his mouth. And I still think it was out of line for Dak Prescott to make a judgment on what other NFL players may or may not do. Okay. That said, it is not strong enough for me to walk away from my team. I'm loyal. I've been a fan of them for 45 years. I'm not going to walk away, but I'm going to tell you a week ago, I was dead serious. Took some time, reflected, did a little research. I feel a little bit better. Um, Is this story over? No, but for now it is. Um, I do want to know that on fantasy pro. uh, I just just want to say that I didn't know that about Dak in previous years. I mean, I think that um, adds merit, I guess, to his stance, but so something I thought about too, I guess with maybe the only reason I could speculate Jerry Jones was going barking up that tree, um, or, or a reason possibly is I think it's more or less like he's trying to market and reiterate this is like America's team, and like I think he looks at it almost from like a brand perspective too. Like it kind of looks funny if America's team is like taking a knee, at the, uh, taking a knee, you know, with the flag or whatever. I think maybe it's like also just like again, just like a marketing thing, like hey, this is America's team, reiterating this is America's team. Um, we're never not going to be America's team. So that was just something I thought about maybe. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think Jerry Jones is 100% about marketing. There's a reason why the Cowboys are the number one 
uh, franchise, according to Forbes, for the third year in a row and something like 14 out of 15 years is some crazy number um, of all franchises, not just American teams, but the, the soccer teams that are worth so much money. Um, the Cowboys are number one and, and continuously are number one. So I think Jerry Jones is, is all about his money. And I'm a capitalist. I don't have a problem with that. But I do believe as a black man, though, you know, he's not I am. So, yeah, I just want a little more social awareness while you're making your money. You know, and I just felt like Jerry Jones wasn't giving me enough. And I still don't think he is. I still don't think he is. So that's just my take on it. But um, a couple of things to note when I go to fantasypros.com, one of the sites, one of the, one of the better sites for anyone out there, if you're looking for assistance, uh, there's a lot of free tools and research on that site to help with your draft. You can do a mock draft and all types of stuff. There's, there's a lot of help. I mean, all of the sites that host fantasy football have tools of their own. But if you want to get away from that because you figure, well, I'm in a 12-team league. There's 12 of us on NFL.com or ESPN.com. We're all using the same tools. I want to go somewhere else that's not connected with the site that's hosting Fantasy Pros is a site I've used in the past. There's a lot of them out there, so I don't have a problem because I probably won't use Fantasy Pros this year since I just said I'm, I've been using them. I probably won't use them this year. So, ha. Um, there's a lot of free, and if you want to spend a few bucks, you can really, like, <laughs> apps and places you can join, and, man, you can get a ton of help. And, and you know what? It's kind of worth it. If you think about leagues that have prizes and you're paying 25 30 50 bucks. And if you spend another 30, 50 bucks uh, for an app or access to a web page, yo, especially if you don't have a lot of experience, it's actually kind of worth it. So uh, another tip from Big T. And I am a two-time champion. But anywho, I digress. Um, Hmm. I think it's interesting that on Fantasy Pros, the first quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. Y'all want to take a guess as to where he ranks overall? For position, what pick he would be? Anyone want to take a guess? Don't go look now. Thirty-eight. Don't anybody go look. What do we got? K starts at what? Thir- we got twenty-two from JB. K starts at what? Thirty-eight. Doctor Train, you want to take a guess? Um, I would say uh, top fifteen at least. Okay. So we got top 15, we got 22, and we got 38. K-Star gets the QP dog because it's 43. Oh, yeah. I was shocked, to be honest with you, that that's how far back a top quarterback is, which pretty much means, um, you know, if you're, if you're 12 teams, right? So that's 12 picks around, right? So we're talking a fourth round. Think about that. You're into the fourth round before you're picking a quarterback, according to these guys. Um, So here's some interesting things you guys can marinate on. Before Aaron Rodgers, they have 20 running backs, 19 wide receivers, and three tight ends before they get to Aaron Rodgers. And then the next quarterback is not till you get to 56. Now you start seeing quarterbacks. 56 is Russell Wilson, 57 is Tom Brady, and 59 is Cam Newton, 64 is Deshaun Watson, and so on and so on. I'm not going to go through the whole list, but you're really not seeing quarterbacks until the earliest is the fourth round, 
and more like the fifth and sixth round is when you're picking up these franchise quarterbacks. These are these are Brady, Cam Newton, you know, Russell Wilson. Late, not maybe not late, but later than I've seen in drafts that I've been a part of. Um, so I, I don't know that I agree with this. Now I'm not saying that it's what you want to do, but it's something to consider. It's just something to consider if you're in a draft for the first time and you're trying to figure out where you get your players from. What this side is saying is kind of what I said earlier. I think some of the guys said the same thing is load up on your running backs and your wide receivers. Get your top running backs and wide receivers early, and then you can go back and fill in position other position players later. Now, um, I, I'm looking because this might not include – um, some leagues, your, your defensive player can, you know, can some leagues, you know, just put this in layman's term. K-Star knows all the technical terms. I speak in like simple English. Some leagues you pick a defense and then that's your defense. Some leagues you can actually pick defensive players and they score points too, right? Um, this here is not, I don't believe we're taking into account defensive players because I don't see any defensive players here uh, for quite a while. So, but that's something to consider too. Two different types of formats and two different types of strategies. Because at some point, if you're picking players, defensive players, you got to start thinking about tackles, interceptions, that kind of stuff. So, um, all right, that's pretty interesting. Um, so next question would be, um, I think I don't know, guys. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record and say, does anyone disagree? that Antonio Brown would be the top wide receiver for fantasy football. Is there any disagreement there? If there is, how about me now? Not a single one. Not here. Okay. Cricket. So see that K see that K Star? Your boys, your boys, we all got football integrity. No one's gonna disrespect your boy A B. We all agree. That's the man. You gotta go out and get him with your first with your first wide receiver pick. Um and frankly I think we can agree. He might even be a top 10 overall pick. I mean, this might be a guy you're going to get in the first round of your fantasy draft if you can get him. Um, but after he's off the charts, say you're in a keeper league, you know, K-Star's got Brown. He ain't letting him go. That's his boy. Let me go around the horn. And this is going to be a good one. I'm curious now. Who's your second wide receiver? We know Brown is it, man. We all consensus. But who's number two now? Let me start with uh, JB. Who's your number two wide receiver? Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) Part of me me wants to go the OBJ route. Um, I'm having a hard time with it. But you know what? Gosh. Yeah, I'm going to go with with OBJ. Okay. So he's got Beckham. Uh, Dr. Train, who's your second wide receiver or your first wide receiver if Bell is, I mean, Brown is off the board? Honestly, man, I'm going to have to go OBJ. Like, oh, that's real. Like, hmm? What'd you say? I said, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna have to go OBJ. And I just put my reason behind it. It's, it's, it's simple. You know, when you're watching the football, fantasy football, like you said, it's about touches. And it's about that that quarterback getting that wide receiver the ball and always trying to get that wide receiver the ball. 
I love Julio Jones. I really do. You know, any given day, if I started a football team, I'd probably take Julio Jones before I take OBJ. But when it comes to fantasy football, dude, Julio Jones would disappear, and it's not his fault. You know, that's the Matt, that's the Matt Ryan. That's, that's the Matty Ice effect on it. So uh, I don't care how poorly Eli is playing. OBJ is getting the ball. <laughs> no matter what, he's getting the ball. And, and let me also say before you go to, to K-Star, I know it kind of defies what I had mentioned earlier about grabbing folks that are uh, getting their money that same year. Um, he would be one of those that, that goes against the grain. Um, something about the way he's handling this off season, going in there, showing up, doing a workout, giving it his all, um, maybe speaks to maturity. Maybe he's realizing, you know what, the world doesn't revolve around me. So um, I mean, that's that's another little bit of uh, a tidbit that makes me proud uh, of him as, as being that next one. Okay. All right. K-Star, you're up. So your boy's off the board. You're picking your first wide receiver. Who you got? So you wouldn't know it from this phone call, but most people say um, DeAndre Hopkins, but I too am going to go with OBJ. Um you know, he's such an explosive player. And the interesting thing with the Giants is you can see with the Madden Saquon, Barkley, and uh, Evan Ingram last year, the tight end played really well. Uh, it's going to be harder to just double or triple Odell Beckham than previous years because they have more weapons. And um, Odell's just so damn explosive. He's a guy that can take a slant 60 yards at any time. He's a great red zone threat. And I think he's a really really big bounce-back season, whereas I think we saw, like, the best of DeAndre Hopkins last season. Um, so for me, I would go OBJ. He's just a pure playmaker. Okay, I, I think Beckham is a solid choice, especially with Barkley being on that team. That certainly gives the defense something else to pay attention to that they haven't had to in previous years, which certainly could open things up a bit for Beckham. I think that's a tremendous choice. I don't have any issue with that. I can't. I can't say anything against that, but I can say. I have a reason to go in a different direction, and it's not it's not Julio Jones. Uh, I'm going to go Michael Thomas. I'm going to go Michael Thomas. Ooh. And, you know, and, and a lot of it has to do with his quarterback. I just have a lot of faith. I have a lot more faith in Drew Brees than I do with, than I do in Eli Manning. I get it. Eli's got two Super Bowls, and Drew Brees got one, but Eli got two Super Bowls largely off of solid defenses. Uh, Eli is not a fantasy superstar. So, uh, and Drew Brees is. Well, how is Drew Brees going to continue to be a fantasy superstar? Well, he's got a monster wide receiver in Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is his real deal. He's he's top five. Definitely top ten, but I'd say maybe even top five wide receiver. Like, the dude's for real. And And because I've had Drew Brees for so many years, and I know what he's capable of, I remember the years when he had Colston, who was a damn good running uh, wide receiver, um, you know, in his in his prime before you know injuries took took him out. Um, Jimmy Graham, before he got exposed for being soft, was a, was a monster. You know, um, we see what's going on with with Kamara out of the backfield. Um, you know, Drew Brees will he'll find you. He gonna get you that damn ball. So I honestly think. I'm, I would go with again. It's just it's not by much because I think the Beckham thing is solid. I, I think I think you can't go wrong with Beckham if Bell is. I mean, I'm sorry, I keep saying Bell if Brown isn't available. 
But I just think Michael Thomas is about to blow up. <laughs> I think he's just going to be that dude. And I also think, like, we know when it comes time to pick, Brown is gone. But how many people really know about Michael Thomas? Like, even just now, you three all said Beckham. Now, I, got, I know you guys know because this is what we do. But when you think about the average draft, you know, you're going to hear the names you guys all said. Brown, Hopkins, Beckham, and Jones. That's what everybody's looking at. Michael Thomas will get some love, but you know, you see, here's the thing. <laughs> like, I know I can get him if, 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 if Brown is gone and all the wide receivers are there, right, I'm going to get Brown. Heck, I might be able to get Brown a little bit later if everybody else is going after Beckham and Hopkins and Jones. Gronkowski's going to be in that mix somewhere, right? I know he's a tight end, but people connect him with Brady, and he's Brady's big gun, and a lot of people like to get him kind of early. I wouldn't, but a lot of people do. Um, Devontae Adams, people like to jump on him because of Aaron Rodgers. You know, Stephon Diggs is becoming a target now, so – you know, you start to see some of these other names, man, and I like my like my Michael Thomas, baby. I, I'm just I'm just trying to tell you I like me some Michael Thomas. So there you have it. Um, hey, that's cool because uh, he's my keeper in our league, so I like that. Baby. There you go. There you go. All right. Last but not least, last topic of the night, and then we're gonna get on out of here. Um, so again, fantasy. Oh, yeah, draft order. Then we'll get out of here. Draft order. Okay, you got names and I got numbers, right? No, I'm just going to pull names and all as they come out the basket. That's 1 to 14. Oh, is that what you're going to do? Okay, cool. Good. That's even easier. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, quarterbacks. Uh, again, I'm going to ask it again. Um, now, I'm, I'm going to be honest and just say I'm different. My first quarterback is Drew Brees. That's just me, and a lot of it has to do with my history with the guy. He's won me two championships, and he's Mr. Consistent. But I think most people are going to go Aaron Rodgers. I think most people are going to pick Aaron Rodgers. Is there any diff- any of you three feel differently than Aaron Rodgers as your first quarterback? But well, I had stated earlier uh, that I was going to take Breeze myself, so I still stick with what I was going to say. All right. So the Floyd boys are in the Breeze camp. Um, I'm on. I'm on Russell Wilson. Okay. Uh, last year, little last year, little league in points, but like this year, their defense they lost a lot of parts. I just feel like he's going to be even more responsible and, and keeping up pace and uh, offensive scoring than previous years, and he's just a phenom on the ground with his legs. Really good player. Uh, so I love Russell Wilson as the top quarterback. Okay. Uh, Dr. Train? Man. <laughs> ain't going to be no he like hater, get, man. He gets, hurt. he gets hurt when he has to say something positive about a Packer, man. He it just You can feel the pain. He just don't even want to do it. Go ahead, Dr. Train. Go ahead. Ridiculous, man. All right, we'll be talking about Mitch like this in a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) 
man, um, that's a tough one. And honestly, it'll come down between uh, Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. And I like I like Drew Brees because of the consistency. Um, Drew Brees' production doesn't quite drop as much when he doesn't have his targets. Uh, as much as I see Aaron Rodgers' production drops, and A. A. Rod has had two two seasons where he's been taken out due to hard tackles. So uh, if you just want consistency and to get you through a season, then for sure, no worries. And you ain't got to worry about hating on the guy. I think I'm gonna go Drew Brees. Okay. So no one picked Aaron. We got three breezes and one Russell. All right. Well, I think that that is an interesting point. Um, We saw that with Tony Romo, two collarbone breaks, um, actually three, um, technically. Um, And, you know, it's almost like when a quarterback breaks that collarbone once, you kind of always, you know, feel like they're susceptible to it again. And Aaron Rodgers has had two, so – you know, that is something to think about. Like, if you did go after Aaron Rodgers, um, you may want to, you know, this may be a situation where your very next pick is also someone of some substance that you can stash away in case, you know, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. I mean, I, you know, I, I've been known to do that, to be totally honest with you. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right. I think I think that covers – all right, I think that covers um, what I wanted to talk about for draft. Any other last-minute uh, suggestions or tips before we turn it over to Dr. Train and the live uh, EAFL fantasy football draft order? Any other tips? All right. Yeah. No um, other tips. So, real quick. Oh, oh. I got a quick yeah, one. Okay. Quick. Uh, who you don't draft, it's just as important as who you draft. What I mean by that is the concept of opportunity cost. Um, if you pass on, say, a really good running back early on for maybe a tight end like Gronkowski or Kelsey or, or, or some player of that sort, it's best to consider – it's best to think of it all angles and, and think of it ahead looking forward in the draft. Um, say if you take, again, like a tight end early, well, think about – the running backs that you won't be able to take later and who you passed on going for, forward in the draft. So just keep in mind the opportunity costs in the draft um, and by position scarcity. So that's all I would just recommend. Okay. All right. You know, I'm really, I'm really, I really enjoyed this, by the way. I think we need to consider how we want to do this during the season. But I think for people, I think there's enough, you know, to quote JB, meat on the bone here that, whether you're new or whether you're experienced, I think there was a lot of information here that people could really benefit from. So, um, you know, thank you guys for, for your insight. You know, we all are veterans at this. We've all, you know, different levels of success. Some of us have won it all. Some of us have at least, you know, made the playoffs. So we've, we've had good seasons. So I think, I think we do bring, you know, uh, some interesting diversified experience. And uh, I learned a couple of things listening to you guys that I'm going to use against you in your own league. So there, okay. So um, <laughs> with that said, <laughs> um, without any further ado, uh, I don't even know how many seasons we've been doing the EAFL uh, um, 
league. I, I started the league a number of years ago and brought train in to kind of help me run it. And then over the last few years, it's kind of just train just, he just took over. <laughs> and you know what? I got out of his way and said, this cat knows what he's doing. I'm here if you need me, but he's, he's, you know, he runs it, uh, everything, including collecting the money and everything. He does the whole thing. So first, thank you train for keeping the EAFL name alive. Um, and, and just really doing a phenomenal job with, with running it. And I don't ever want you to feel that I, I'm not here to help. If you need me, I'm here, but you've just done such a great job on your own. I just pretty much stay out of your way, man. And you let you handle everything and it's worked out great. So, um, you know, thank you because, you know, the EAFL name is, is a name that I created um, back in 2006, 2007, when we were doing the Madden football leagues and we were using the Madden game and it was like EA sports football, the EA sports football league. Okay. The EAFL. And that's where the name came from. EAFL, the EA sports football league. And it was EAFL. And you know, the Madden voice was the radio show to promote the EAFL. So we talked Madden and then, and then, so we literally just talked Madden football with our leagues. And even to the point where we had Madden guys, we had the Madden designers coming on talking about the league use and how, my God, you guys have 10 leagues, you're super users. Give us some things that we can do to make the Madden game better and help guys that want to run leagues. And we were, you know, and then that segued into tournament play and we had our EAFL uh, uh, tournament, uh, our crew, if you will, crew versus crew. We created a crew called the Renegades, and uh, um, Carlos Cabrera ran, ran the, the, the Renegades, and we had some pretty good players, and actually, Carlos actually won a tournament, a major for us, and brought it home. And So there's a long history of the name, I guess is what I'm saying, over the last 11, 12 years, and the fact that all that other stuff is now retired and gone, but the one thing, that fantasy football and the radio show still live, so... All of that long introduction was to say thank you to Dr. Train for everything he's done. <laughs> Appreciate it. Glad to have my brother involved in the Fantasy Football League. Glad to have K-Star involved. And so with all that said, hey, uh, one more time, Dr. Train's going to do the draft. I'm going to turn it over. Dr. Train, Commissioner, do your thing, brother. I appreciate that, T. Uh, it's actually a pleasure. Uh, you can call it uh, even an honor, man. Um Carrying the, continuing to carry the EAFL torch, you know what I'm saying? Just in case they don't know, I won the first Super Bowl celebrated yes, by Taco. <laughs> Taco. Hey, you do well, know <laughs> that first Super Bowl game between you and your boy that I was on yeah. my way to Miami while you guys were playing, and I was following the game on my whatever phone I had, this was pre-iPhone. So we didn't have iPhones. They weren't even out yet. And I'm trying to follow the game on my little whatever smartphone I had because there was a series of smartphones before the iPhone, but none of them were as good as the iPhone. And I'm literally in the airport on AOL. (laughs) Remember AOL Messenger was how we communicated. And I was in the (laughs) AOL chat room in the airport waiting on my luggage watching, like, getting updates on train versus you. I think you played Memphis, right? The very first yeah, Super Memphis Bowl. Yeah, Memphis 49ers, yeah. That's my yeah, dude. yeah, and that happened to be his best friend. 
And so I'm sitting there trying to follow this game and see who's winning. And I went to Miami with three other dudes. They're like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, leave me alone. Just go get the luggage. Leave me alone. I'm busy right now. You know, because it was just so exciting. <laughs> to me. But anyway, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Train. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So I got the names in the bag. I'm just going to pull them out going from 1 to 14. I'm going to update this site live as I pull them out because last year <laughs> was a little bit of an embarrassment on my behalf. And now everyone just <laughs> happened again as I did not update the site after doing the live draft order. And, yeah, it was it was kind of a debacle. So that will not happen this year. Uh, as the picks are selected tonight, the site will be updated and guys can go do their mock drafts, get their preparations together, however you see fit. But uh, welcome to another year. This is the 2018 AFL-NFL draft order. And our first pick will go to, man, Shot West Side Thunder. This is actually a friend of mine who's uh, – I told him how tough our league was, and uh, he kind of believed me, and then he got in it, and he went like six and seven. (laughs) 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 And so he's like, damn, train, (laughs) they're real tough. Like, yeah, I told you. (laughs) These guys don't play. (laughs) Nothing is safe on a waiver wire. You understand? (laughs) Nothing. Sure. (laughs) These guys will pick up chili if they can get you a touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> All right, the second pick goes to Man, yours truly Monsters of the Midway All right I don't rig this, I hate picking high uh, Next pick Third pick of the 2018 NFL Draft goes to EFL NFL draft goes to Little Giants. Yeah. I think one of my good memories of Little Giants is his Super Bowl against T. It was Aaron Rodgers versus Drew Brees. Unfortunately, in real life, that will only happen in an NFC Championship game. Yeah, I think he won that one, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he took yeah. it that year. Yeah, he took it. Yeah. He's an EFL original, year, though, by the way. I did. Um, yeah. He's an EAFL original. Like he's been with us from day one. Lives in New York City, so yeah, man. He had a, he had a tough game with them Giants. Boy, I tell you, really good defense. Yep. All right, fourth pick goes to of the 2018 EFL draft. Where it goes to <laughs> my friend. <laughs> Fastball, Brooklyn Wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Every Year. Okay, that's it. I ain't participating. Hour later. Okay, also, can I be your friend? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Jesus, it's, a, it's, it's some hidden stuff behind that. You know, <laughs> T, I will let you know he was the first to play this year. Uh, you know, he already reached out to me. You know, he already reached out and said, I'm not going to participate. And I said, okay. I said, can you just let Train know? And then he reached back and he said he talked to you and he's going to participate. And I'm like, yeah, I know that too. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
talking to me was like, hey, I sent my 30. I was like, okay. <laughs> that's what, that's I what the conversation I sent my money too was. early this year. I paid you and the other you did, the same time. I, said, I, I paid you early you this did. year. You did. I'm proud of you. you I mean, <laughs> I ain't gonna say this, this, this my guy. I ain't gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, I don't even say nothing, man. Just I got got you out of my hair early this year. <laughs> got you. All right. So the fifth pick of the 2018 EFL draft goes to my friend K Star. Something spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I like jinxed it in the working. That's amazing. <laughs> Let's go. You know, anybody nothing... else want to be my friend? <laughs> nope. Yeah. I'll take the last pick. Hey, you know, nothing was better than the EAFL um, when we when we were um, um, trying to remember train when we had the league and. Oh man, what did we used to do? We used to do it right on um right in the AOL chat rooms. It'll come back to me. Was it the um was it the um no, we did a draft for picking the team that you was gonna have for the season. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. I knew you yeah. remember. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's what that's so what we did. That we did draft and man, that was so much fun. Um Yeah. That was so much fun. It was oh man, and those so, those drafts were so much fun. <laughs> so so K Star and Little Big Brother Jay, if y'all don't quite understand what that what that entails, like you know, every, you know, you playing a you playing a, a league, you got to pick a team. Where well, what we did was based on your record, you got a chance to pick from from worst to first uh, your team for the next season. And I don't care where I finish, I wanted my Bears. But I had to compete with Vince to get my pairs. <laughs> yep. And I had to compete with like two other people to get the Cowboys, man. God damn! Every year, had to get two or three yeah. people that like the Cowboys, man. Just pissed me off. It was anyway, fun. I ended up with Green Bay one year. It was sickening. It was it was so sickening. But I had no choice. I needed a good team. Right. All right. All right. Number six pick overall. 2018 EFL draft goes to another good friend of mine down in Nashville, Two Tone Blues. Y'all watch out for him, man. He, he, he's getting a little better every year. Okay. He, he just recently got married too, so he's he's now in the um circle of torment for the remainder of his life. Oh boy, another one, another yeah. idiot. Okay, God, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Congratulations to my boy Greg He ever hears this <laughs> Dilly dilly, dilly, dilly. <laughs> So number 7 Pick of the 2018 EFL draft Actually one of the spots I actually like In a league of this size Hey Goes to my guy, my brother from another mother, and one day we'll get to get a get a chance to meet and sit down and have drinks. Our very own Commiss T, aka Krypton, number seven. And 
I knew when he was uh, beefing it all up. I said, he give me that damn spot that he likes. I, I hate that middle of the pack shit. I freaking hate it. I'd take 14 over that any day, but I, I'm there now. Got the middle of the pack. That means I'm in middle pack every round. Y'all, you know, y'all know what that means, right? Every round, I'm middle yeah. of the pack. God, yeah. Man. I don't know why you like it so, so much. Here's the tip. Well, here's the tip that I give for people, you know, this to show that uh, middle of the pack versus uh, end of the snake. So just keep in mind, if you are number one, let's go far in and middle, and you can do the math for the rest. If you are number one, no doubt you will get pick of the litter and you will get a higher quality player, okay? But you also don't pick another player for depending on the size of your league, and let's say just 12-man standard league, you don't pick another player for 22 straight players. 22 players are gone before you pick again. But then you now, get two picks. Then you do get two picks. Very true, T. Yeah, I love that. Two picks. Yep. So it, it, it has its pros, it has its cons, so depending on what you like. So, right. But you are, but if you are in the middle of the pack, they say 12-man league, and you're like six or seven, depending on where you are, about uh, 10 players go off, in one direction, and I believe it's 12 players go off in the other direction. So either way, the whole point is less players are off the board by the time you pick again. So it's kind of a math game, but you kind of still get a chance to get quality players. So it's about a, you know maybe anticipating that 12 or that 10 that may go off and you will still get a good player coming to you each time, you know, within the first round. Yeah, I'm not sold. A free Thanks, I'm not sold. I would have taken 14. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I like, I like, you know, I like the idea of getting two picks quickly, and then I don't have to pick for a while. That's fine because then when my pick comes up, I've got three or four players, right? And you know mm-hmm. what? I know I'm getting. Usually, if I have three or four on my queue, and I get two picks in a row, I'm getting one of them. I'm getting one of them. They're not all Very right. on, usually. You know what I mean? That's why I don't mind waiting 20-something picks because now I got two picks, you know, but that's just me. So, But I'll make it work because I'm a bad man. I'm intelligent. I'm brilliant, and it's it's been a while since I've won. It's time for me to win again. So, okay, go ahead, Trent. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. You stupid. What's nine plus ten? Twenty-one. You stupid. <laughs> 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 I'll mess with the man with the switchboard, but go ahead, man. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> one day I'm one year. Uh, one day this year I'm gonna host another show. I kind of miss doing it. Hey, you um, guys, all three of y'all. Anytime y'all want to host the show, just say so. Hey, definitely. I, I might do it on the uh but I don't know, you might not let me get that one. That's like probably the opening show of the season, but that's the one Tuesday I know I'm off work. <laughs> I don't care. If so, you wanna do do that. I've right. been doing this for years, man. You wanna do it opening uh, you got it, bro. So it's all good. All right. All right. All right. All right, so number number eight pick, twenty eighteen EFL draft goes to Bad Boys. He's a tough, bad he's a boys, bad boys. What you gonna yeah. do? What you gonna do with the couple? You oh sorry, guys. 
That's what you do. You smash them. Bad Boys, another original <laughs> EAFL member. His real name is Vinny. Yeah. Great, great guy. Great, great guy. Absolutely. So, number the ninth pick overall, 20, 2018 EFL draft goes to, I was waiting on this, man, our little big brother, WSG going number nine. You already sitting at number nine. Man, some damn bull. That's enough. That's incredible. <laughs> I really wait in the middle, the front, or the back, but not in those little half of the half. That's bull. Yeah, bro. I'll make it work. I'll make it work. So what What does WSG stand for? West Side Gang. Okay. He was a gangster. Okay. That'll be coming in ninth, damn it. Shoot. <laughs> yeah, but you get ninth, and then you turn, flip it around, and you get like what? What do you get, like fifth? See what Six. I'm saying? Sixth? Yep. Right, but, so like that? but to your point. Your point, if if I'm last, I know I'm going to turn around and pick first in the next round. I like that. Oh, I Now agree. that I'm two-thirds, two-thirds of the way through, I can see a gang of players going to be gone, so I'm going to really have to put my GM hat. But one, of, on your picks, one of your picks will come fairly quick, and then one you're going to have to wait. I got to wait every damn pick. Some bullshit. But anyway, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Y'all can hook it out, man. But, uh, so well, at least at least you ain't right right before me like last year. I remember your first pick. You took the one I was gonna take. I said, Some of my bitch. Yeah, I'm two picks ahead of you, <laughs> but then but then I'm behind you two picks. So you know it'll be you know it, it snakes. So you know there's some bears. And the tip pick of the 2018 EFL draft goes to. Man, my guy, North Memphis, the Memphis 49ers, man. Think about you the go. 49ers, man. And we have not we have not discussed this, but are any of y'all as high on Jimmy Garoppolo as the rest of the media? Other analysts? Not media, but analysts. I'll put it that way. Anybody? Um, he dated a he dated a porn star recently and I was I was like and she could barely keep her dress over her breastless. And I was like, mm. all right, Jimmy, I ain't mad at got you, bro. <laughs> yeah, got mine, too. So, okay, I mean, the guy is 20, on this one. what is he, what is he, 25, 26, freaking good-looking and taking out porn stars? I, 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 oh, you want to talk, oh, you mean on the football field? Yeah, I'm, I'll get to that at some point. Now, yeah, you, know, it, you know, this is this Madden voice, I mean, I did I, hey. <laughs> Hey, all I got. Hey, listen. Oh, I, I listen. I'm. Well, I listen. I'm 51 years old. I ain't got nothing to hide. Okay. Um, at this point in my life, I would. I, I listen. I got daughters. I never would date a porn star. Okay. Let's just keep it real. I got daughters, so no, that ain't gonna happen. Okay. Um, none of that kind of craziness gonna happen. But let's keep it real. If I'm 25, 26, no kids, single, pro football player, well, I already am devastatingly handsome, so we ain't gotta worry about that. Um. Yeah, would I consider dating a porn star? Yeah, probably if I was, you know what I'm saying? Twenty, you know, under those circumstances. So I ain't mad at Jimmy G. I'm just Jimmy my G. Career. That's what I'm screaming. If I'm, if it's Terry F. and I'm the Cowboys, in, you know, quarterback at that age with no attachments, 
So I ain't mad at Jimmy G. It ain't how I roll, but I ain't mad at Jimmy G. I ain't mad at Jimmy G at all. All right, all right. So, still never answered the question on whether y'all are tuning to the heights. But the 11th pick of the EAFL draft goes to, hey, this guy is really tough. Uh, he will take every running back in the league. Timmer. Really, have like seven of them. Timmer. Oh, Timmer. my God. This is, and mind you, yeah. with, with the 11th pick, trust me, the first – the first two are definitely running back. And I believe Pimmer's at least a two-time champion. He, he, is, a, he, is, he is the only two-time champion. Yeah, that's, that's kind of – wait a minute. Nell didn't win it twice? I don't – I got to check. Little Giants, movie. whatever he is. Did he win it twice? He I may have. I could have sworn he won it. I could have sworn he might be him and Pimmer. I got one, um, but I think – I think Nell might have won twice, but don't quote okay. me. And it's a shame that we should know this. Like, we should have some kind of, like, yeah. history here. Somehow, True. I don't know how we can do that. But, okay. But, anyway. But, Pim, you're right. Yeah, everything well, you said about Pimmer, man. Yeah. By the way, another original EAF feller. Um, but, yeah, oh. he's a monster. He's a, he's, he's a very good fantasy football player. He's very good. And, K-Star, if you wanted to face a defense in, in Madden, that was a defense. That was a scary defense. I could barely move an inch. You said Pimmer? Yep. That was a tough one, boy. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, in, yeah. in his day, he he would give the tournament players fits with his defense. I give him, I got to say that. We we had a few tournament players come in and in and out of the EFL and I think he retired a few of them. They they didn't want to deal with him because <laughs> they, you know, it took a while for us league guys to get respect on the tournament level. And P- Pimmer never really wanted to go play in tournaments, but we would get some of the guys to come in and take a team. They'd play three or four games, go up against Pimmer and they might still beat them, but they beat them like 10, 10, seven, 10, three, something like right, that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. They just be like, yo, I ain't doing this. <laughs> Frustrating. Yeah, he has some serious D. Frustrating is all get out. If you're yeah. able to rack up the field goals, rack them up. Yeah. <laughs> rack them up. Yeah. All right. Getting down to our last three picks. So the 12th pick of the AFL draft goes to the Bamas, our first EAFL legend. Man. That's a cool cat. He is one of the few people I was able to meet in person. Small guy, but cool. Yeah, I actually, um, I actually met him. God, I was in D.C. He was living out there. I don't know if he's still living out there because I know he only got married and all that. It's just funny watching everybody as they've grown up. I got so many guys on my Facebook now. Um, but he was one. We actually went and watched um, – I don't know if it was some. I think it might have been. I don't know. It was one of the. I think it was SummerSlam, and it was in D.C. And I happened to be down there for a tournament. He actually bought the tickets, and then he told me how to get on that little subway like thing and get to him. And yeah, he is a little tiny dude, but um, um, yeah, we we went and watched wrestling together, and then we got something to eat. So I actually did get to meet him once myself. Um, now he's all married and shit like you trained, but anyway, yeah. Another one bites the dust, T. Yep. 13 pick. Dumbasses. Yeah, grab. <laughs> Go to 
the Run It Up Squad, which I don't know how long he's been in the league. Been, he's been with us from the beginning, right? Run It Up Squad. Well, uh, well, he's not an original EAF that's, uh, Pier- caller, no. That's he's not original? Okay. No, he's not an original. <laughs> he, not, he may have been. If he's the original owner of the Run It Up Squad, he's been in the Fantasy Football League. Maybe from the beginning, if not a very yeah, long time. Yeah, because yeah, the Run okay. It Up Squad, that okay. name has been around for a long time, but I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like we've had different guys come in and take over team names, and they never change the name. So, yeah. But I think, I think you're right. Is, I think he's been there for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so that means the last pick goes to a friend of mine in Nashville, Jerry's Kids, who uh, was also a Dallas Cowboy fan. And he keeps getting better every year. He keeps getting better every year. So, nice. man, that concludes the 2018 EFL draft order. The last tip I will give for fantasy football players, new or old, is look, it's not about the spot that you are picking from. What are you going to do when your pick comes? Do your homework. Make sure you get the right guy. Hell, you probably lose half your team to injury before you get to the playoffs. So, good luck. There you go. Um, what was I about to say? Oh, damn, I lost what I was about to say. Okay, because it wasn't important. Um, all right, so um, great, great. Thank you, Train. Great draft, great show. Um any uh it was not kind of nice walking down memory lane you know i i every madden voice is archived and every once in a while i'll go back and listen to an old show and i'll listen to you know there's so much history on here between the tournaments and bobby storm and all those guys and jay rod your mama all those guys coming on here the dynasty and all of that and and then you go back even deeper into when we were doing just the league stuff and vince um, you know, who was the Chai West owner originally. Um, he was the very first guest on, you know, it was EAFL radio, EAFLmadden.com radio was what we called the show before I came up with the Madden voice name. So, you know, it's, 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 I always have a good time walking down memory lane. Every once in a while, I'll get a message from someone who used to be in a league and they'll either want to play or a, you know, the league's still running. And so if anybody from back in the day is listening, uh, the answer is hell and no, I'm done. Uh, any playing I do on Madden is recreational only. I will never uh, run a league again. Those days are long gone in the past for me, and uh, I have no regrets, but I will never do that again. Goodbye. Um, there were people that friendships I lost and um, good riddance, but the true people that have stayed in my corner, like the three guys on this phone, like the you know other eleven guys in this league, like the guys in Bronzel's NBX league, and then the people that I have on Facebook that still tag me on Madden stuff and have me in uh, with different Madden groups where I see all the posts that's going on with all the Madden OGs, and I still get the respect of being a guy who's got some Madden history and contributed to some of the history of Madden, and I love all of that. But will I ever go back? Nah. Uh, those days are done for me so it's nice to go down memory lane but in the rear view mirror moving forward so 
Uh, on that note, hey, final words, guys. Uh, let's go to JB first. Final thoughts, anything you want to say as we get on out of here for tonight? Uh, well, the train I think you had mentioned about Garoppolo hype. Let's save that for next week. I think that might be an interesting topic. Okay. okay. Uh, last words. Um, that that was just a little bit. Last words. Um, I think this is the final dress rehearsal. Week three. This is where we're going to see some of the starters uh, go. What two two thirds of the game, at least into on um, the second half. So um, looking forward to seeing um, that part of it. Who's still rusty and who's looking pretty sharp. Okay. K Star. Any last words? Good luck to everyone in their fancy football drafts. I know that most occur uh, within the third game of the pre, or pre, third preseason game weekend, and ours is two on Sunday. So uh, I'll see you guys in the draft room. Okay. Yeah, there. Cool. Doctor Train, final words. Uh, so other thing I do want to mention is that the the draft time is twelve p.m. Eastern. So make sure you're there. Have to play around with this time. Got like three drafts in one day, starting with this one. Um, palms are already going to be sweating at 9 a.m. I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep, but I'll figure it out. Um, as far as next week, um, I'm going to try to be here <laughs> without too much background noise, as I will also have another draft going with coworkers. We're meeting at a bar. With a whole bunch of laptops. Uh oh. <laughs> so I'm gonna do my best to to try to uh, be on and maybe you know tune in the conversation, but yet get an update on the on the on the craziness that'll be going on. And that's if it's okay with you, T. But I don't I don't want to yeah. disrupt the show. But yeah, I'll that's fine. Figure something out. Yeah, and yeah. and you know I I'll say this. Um, just just as we are winding down summer, unfortunately, um, and it sucks to say that at August 21st that we're actually winding down summer because we actually have another month before summer's over. But, you know, the general consensus is we're winding down summer um, with the season starting when it starts. There, there is a chance I might just hold off on a show next week, take a week off, let us regroup and then come back the week before the season starts with kind of an NFL preview um, show. And then, you know, obviously the Garoppolo stuff could work even better um, that, that week. And uh, so I'll let you guys know, but there is a chance I might just say, you know what, let's hold off on a show next week and come back the day after Labor Day, that Tuesday night, because that'll be the last show before the NFL season kicks off. So very, very likely that that may happen. Um, so, uh, was that it, Train? Were you good? Uh, and I echo the same thing as K-Star. Guys, our draft is this weekend. Other drafts are probably uh, this coming weekend. Do your homework. Get your studying in. Bring your A-game on the draft. Bring your trash Bring your tra- trash talk. My wife just said go Pat. Um, we're just going to ignore that comment. And let's <laughs> <laughs> Those are my last words. See them go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, 
So just a couple of things. First and foremost, she's not listening. Um, I'll probably have to go and edit the show and send her this clip. And I'm sure my brother may want to jump in and say a word or two. But tomorrow is a big birth to my dear, um, what do I call her? We are no longer married, but uh, she's still very special to me. My kid's mother. Uh, we're very close still, um, knowing each other for 30 years. Um, you know, the first real love of my life back, obviously, 30 years ago. Got married in 1999. Unfortunately, you know, that that is no longer the case. But don't let that uh, diminish the uh, importance uh, to my family, to me, to my kids. Um, you know, and she's just one of the and, you know, you guys, I'll throw something on Facebook tomorrow. Um, but she, if you guys, and again, I'm going to let Jay say a word or two if I leave him anything, but she is just one of the nicest people you could ever meet, period. She just has the heart of gold and, um, she's got a, I'm not going to say the number out of respect to her, but you can kind of guess, but I'm not going to say it out of respect, but it is a big one tomorrow. So, uh, G, uh, from me, and I know I said it to you earlier this evening, but um, I just wish you nothing but love and happiness and health. And I know you've got some things going on tomorrow night, some things going on this weekend, and I know you've already done some things. Whatever it is you do for your birthday, you deserve it. Um, we love you, and I can't imagine ever, you know, having kids with anybody else, to be honest with you. It's just something I could, you know, I'm glad that, I'm glad that you were the one that we decided to, to have a family with. And even though our marriage didn't work, you're a phenomenal person and even a better mother. So happy birthday. And I'm just wishing you nothing but happiness uh, for your birthday celebration. And uh, I know JB loves you, loves you too. So I'm going to let him say a word or three. Did I lose JB? Oh, I did lose him. Wait a minute. Well, I'm here. Okay. All right. I'm here. Oh, yeah. It, it, I'm here. Yeah. It, it, you were um, muted for some reason. You didn't leave me much. No, I was there. No, of course um, not. You didn't leave me much. Um, not surprised. But there's enough for me to just get do. a few words in. Huh? That's what you do? That's what yes, I do. We know. That's what I do. Yeah. We, we know. Yeah. We know. We know. Yeah. Um, I'll make it real quick and just say, uh, Gus, I love you. Um, happy birthday to you. As far as I'm concerned, you've been my sister from the moment we first met. And um grateful for you and very appreciative of you and everything that you've done for Myself, the girls, the family, everything. I'm just glad that you are, are a part of this family, and I feel very fortunate to call you my sis. So, happy birthday. Didn't leave you much, man. I was phenomenal. Didn't leave you much, dude. You took some of what I was going to say, fool. Well, well, I, I you know, well, there's a reason. You know? For some reason, I have you on here twice, though. That's why I said I you were I don't know. Muted. Something happened. Yeah, something yeah. happened with my phone. All of a sudden, this thing hung up on me, so I'm not surprised it's showing twice, but um, okay. well, all right. I'm, a, I'm a bad boy. Yeah, you are. All right. Um, the other thing I'll say is um, uh, go Cowboys. I watched um, the starters against Cincinnati. I'm, I'm um, very excited about what I'm seeing on offense. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think Gallup is going to be – dude's got something. He's just got a little something. There's just something there, Michael Gallup. Um, Hearns is going to be Hearns. He's going to be, you know, a, a, a consistent receiver. I don't know if he's going to be, 
you know, I, I don't I don't know how good he's going to be, but I like it. The jury's out on the tight ends, but I like Gallup, man. I like what I see, and Zeke hasn't played yet. I expect him to play this next game, and I think Zeke will be Zeke, and I think they'll. But the defense, dude, the defense, brah, I mean, if if they can just secure, and I think they just signed a safety. I was hoping they went out and got uh, Iloka from the Bengals. Um, mm, I know. I was hoping they'd go get him, but I think they just signed somebody else, so we'll see. Uh, obviously, we'd love to get Earl Thomas, but the, the money has to make sense, and all indicators are maybe the money maybe wouldn't make sense, but the defense is right there. The linebackers look good. The defensive line looks good. Uh, the cornerbacks, Awuze had an incredible uh, pick against Dalton in the game. Um, it's just the safeties are a little questionable, so let's see what happens. So go Cowboys. Since I've recommitted myself to you, y'all go on with some games for me, okay? That's all I got to say. All right, so listen. Uh, thank you guys for a great show, all the fantasy football stuff, all the issues. Uh, I just made an executive decision. You know what? Let's just go ahead and say no show next week. Let's give you guys – we did two in a row. Let's give you guys a week off. Uh, train, you can do your, your, your fantasy, your, your live draft with no distractions. Enjoy it with your coworkers. Gentlemen, you know, enjoy the night off. I'm going to enjoy the night off uh, next Tuesday night. And then we will resume uh, September 3rd which is a Tuesday, two weeks from tonight, we'll come back. We're going to do a mega show on, hey, we're right at the beginning of the NFL season. We're right there. So we're going to talk predictions, all that, all that good stuff we do. Week one, starters, who's starting, who's not, who's been cut. Hey, did Des Bryant find a team or not? You know, what's going on? Uh, it's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about. So no show next week. We will be back in two weeks to do our big preseason our preseason will be over our big 2018 2019 i'm getting excited right now just thinking about it man football man we come back in two weeks football will be here you dig we will be a few days away from our first real live nfl football game i can't wait i can't wait so with that said for dr train for k-star for my brother jb want to wish everybody a great night Enjoy your fantasy football drafts, and we'll see you in two weeks. And guess what? In two weeks, it starts all over again because that's when most definitely all feuds will be settled on the field. Good night, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.